recorded live. Hey, everybody. It's Out of Darkness Into the Light, and I've been on the phone uh, with Bruce and Teflon uh, doing uh, a call that's probably better than anything that's going to happen here. And uh, the good news is we can actually upload that because everything I do on this phone is recorded. So you just upload it and put it in room two. It's like doing a podcast, you know. I've been talking for quite a while, and so I asked Channy if he wanted to get on here. Because um, I try to record the conversation as much as possible. So it makes it easier for people to hear it. Because we talk about all kinds of good stuff that people never even hear. <laughs> they don't know this. <laughs> That's true. And uh, So anyway, um, you were talking about this conspiracy that has to do with volcanoes that I've never heard of. What was that conspiracy I- again? Have you ever heard of the the latest conspiracy that I, I I found because I'm a I'm a I'm a snooper when it comes to looking for uh, things that nobody's talking about uh, the the volcanoes There's no such thing as volcanoes. Have you ever heard that one before? Okay, um, what we need to have is a good working uh, definition of a volcano. How do you define a volcano? Oh, we're talking about a mountain that has molten lava on the inside that spews out from every time, uh, for every so often. Okay, now, you, you, I, I'm being like a hoax buster here. We're not assuming anything is true, you know. But, I mean, how do you reconcile this theory with what's going on in Hawaii for hundreds of years? They're supposed to have molten lava that pours down at the edge of the slope, right? Do you think that's fake? Didn't they say that the last major... Uh, Volcanic activity uh, that erupted from a volcano was in 1983. Was there ones before that? I thought there was, yeah, but I thought there was ones after that. Surely there's been something over in Hawaii since then. Okay, so that was a major one that happened in 83. Um, Okay, do do you believe this theory or is there something you're you're just contemplating? It could be possibly true. What do you think about this? All the volcanoes are fake. I, I, I don't think that volcanoes are fake. I, I think that uh, them erupting are fake. Okay, on this show, uh, we talk about something that I've never heard anybody talk about anywhere. Uh, I've said it before, that they actually have the technology to prevent not only earthquakes. Not, I'm not saying they can prevent them all. If God wants an earthquake, it's going to be an earthquake. They can't do anything about it. Okay. But they can actually prevent earthquakes, and they can uh, they can prevent uh, assuming that volcanoes exist. I, I definitely believe they do. I, don't, I mean, there was a volcano down in Chile that um, actually we talked about this. I talked about this with um, with Michael Lark. He has the the word E at the end. He lives down in Chile, and he had uh-huh. a volcano that's relatively close to his house. I mean, you know, mile wise. It's not like it's in his backyard, but I mean, I think he, you know, they see the smoke, obviously. You can, I mean, you've got thousands of eyewitnesses. I'd have well, to I ask him if, he, if he's seen, what are we talking about? What, what is not supposed to exist? The cone itself exists, right? They're not trying to deny the mountain. No, no, no. I, I think that the Illuminati's been propping up uh, propaganda about uh, volcanoes for uh, ever since they came out with the movie Volcano. You know? Yeah, well, there will always be propaganda about uh, volcanoes because there's propaganda about everything that's important. So there'll be propaganda about volcanoes, too. You know, they're going to lie to you about the number of active volcanoes and that kind of thing. They say they're, not gonna give you straight, they're not going to give you the straight truth. 
They say no, there's no, just believer. 38 active ones. No, that must be a lie then. That, that, notice that reduces to an 11 there. Hmm. They like that, you know. I don't know. Not, those numbers happen lots of times. You know, there's not, it doesn't mean it's conspiracy, but... Yeah, that number can't possibly be true. Is, why would they tell you the truth about the number of volcanoes? Can you think about a reason why they would want to do something like that? Well, so I, was also try- I was also trying to figure out, like, the, the correlation of this conspiracy with underwater volcanoes as well. You know? Oh, I, I hold to the view that underwater volcanoes are very important. That's how you explain global warming because, um, again, it's not – they offer you this dialectic – is global warming true or false? And what wow. I say is, you, here's what I say. You, you, know, you, you can't ask that question. You have to properly formulate the question because there could be a middle position where the correct answer is yes and no. I think if, so. If the answer is yes and no, then you, pro- you didn't properly formulate the question because you can't stuff a yes or no answer into that. Okay, let's take an example. That there is significant global warming, but it only happens uh, in, in the coastlines that are relatively near to underwater volcanism, because this is going to create uh, heating of the oceans. Do they ever talk about this? That this is the explanation for global warming? Now, I'm saying that most of the Earth is not subject to global warming. It's subject locally on the coastlines. <clears throat> I find the, it other, very... the, the, the other thing that, that validates global warming is all the glaciers are melting. This is a fact. Uh, some people, like if you're a fakeologist, well, how do you know? Were you there? <laughs> okay, let's avoid that, okay? But, I mean, I actually believe that. And because I believe that we're actually recovering from a mini ice age, if that's what you want to call it. We've, century after century, the glaciers have been melting. Put two and two together, what does that tell you? There was something that happened to cause a lot of ice, and ever since, it's been melting ever since. That's what I believe. That's what the evidence indicates. Is that what they tell you when you get education? Oh, no. They can't tell you that. Can I say something? So, Just real quick. So in this view, which you will not hear in the media, there are portions of the Earth that you could say that they are subject to global warming, but most of the Earth is actually cooling. Now, see the middle position there that's never discussed? That's what I hold to. So if I was to ask a yes or no question, Dave, do you believe in global warming? And I was forced to reply with a yes or no. You know what my answer would be? No. It's mostly propaganda, but there's some truth in it. You do not hear people talk about that. They, they choose between the choices that are given for them. Do you believe or don't you believe? And that's what, right. they, that's what they do. Tell you a vision, yeah. I, I I hold to the belief of a lot of your middle ground uh, position argument uh, to f- analyzations are legitimate, you know? Well, but, uh, there's an easy way to tell that they're legitimate. If, if Some of them are discussed, but most of them are not. If you have a middle position that appears to be, you know, legitimate, but you never hear it discussed, that is going to tell you that it's being suppressed, and the reason it's suppressed is because it's the truth. This is not that hard to figure out. If you never hear it discussed, you know, like never on TV, you know something, folks, that is something they don't want you to think about or hear about. Is that so hard? Well, why do you think that they would not want you to hear about, well, we're going to, um, we're going to go absolutely out of our mind here and postulate that this could be the truth. Wow. 
it, that it, was really it, hard, wasn't it? This is not hard. It's quite interesting okay. that you brought that you brought that up about the global warming taking place in the sea because most people think that the global warming is taking place with the sun, you know, and it, it may it made me think because I I heard some I heard someone just recently talk about the lake of fire and their theory that it's over 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 where the ice is is where the okay. lake of fire is. Whenever um someone starts talking about the lake of fire is here or there, the first thing you want to do is find out what this person believes about cosmology. Okay, mm-hmm. because the great majority of these people uh, do not have a well-thought-out cosmology at all. And they don't have an ancient perception where hell is a geographical locality, just like paradise, that you can fit on, for instance, like a map. You could develop a map of the earth, you know, one-dimensional, and it's going to be on there, just like paradise, okay? Christians, they don't have that map in their head. They are so confused, they don't even know what up or down is. They don't know where hell is at at all. They don't have a clue where hell is at. For instance, do you hear the most logical, you know, if you knew nothing at all, but you, well, if you knew a little bit, based on the past, you should conclude that hell is below you. You know, it's either above, below, or out to the left, out to the right on the perimeter somewhere, you know, east, west, north. They can't even do that. Well, there was a... There was a, there did was you a, know, just a second, Shannon, did you know that the, the primary uh, position in Protestant Christianity, they don't even have a cosmology anymore, is that hell is just out there, we don't know where it's at. That's what they believe now. They're so confused. They don't, they, they don't even know what direction it's at. The Jewish, the, even Jewish, the Jewish man said that hell used to be a place in Israel where they would burn their garbage. Yeah, that's called Tolfeth. Uh, yeah. It's a word that most people are not exposed to. It it interrelates with the Hebrew word Gehenna. Uh, they basically overlap. And uh, there was a what we would call today a garbage dump outside of uh, the walled city of Jerusalem, and that that's what that's what Gehenna is. But in Scripture, Gehenna, believe it or not, this is going to become problematic because I'm going to say the word metaphor, but it's actually a metaphor for a physical geographical location, what we call hell or the lake of fire. You see, the Bible itself does not give you a lot of information about the lake of fire. It's outside the Bible in the book of Enoch, unfortunately. So most Christians are not going to trust that. Okay. But if you're not going to trust the book of Enoch, then you have to realize you don't have a lot of information to determine geographically where hell is. But in the book of Enoch, it tells you exactly where it's at. It's outside the firmament. It's not up or down, but it's, it's on the same plane that we exist on. It's not below or above, but it's It's outside. funny that you mentioned that because there was an Asian pastor that uh, surmised the theory that his belief uh, was that the lake of fire was the sun. Because if you look at it, it it's like a lake of fire. But you're always going to have those kind of theories. Anytime there's a, there's, there's a, a theoretical source, okay, that's alternative. Let me give you an example. You got all this speculation about, you know, a second sun, uh, you know, the black sun, um, planet X, 
And, you know, we look around and um, we hear these theories about this inner earth sun. So naturally people are going to say, well, that, that's the black sun. But, but no, that's not. It's just propaganda too. That's a way to they misdirect tell, people. They, 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 they tell us on, on, on National Geographic when it comes to volcanoes that rocks melt at a certain point when that's far from the truth. Rocks don't melt. Rocks pop out of a fire. If there's a, if there's a rock or a pebble in a fire, it'll spew out. It don't melt. I'm not sure about that. It seems to me it would do both. Why can't a rock melt if it's the heat's high enough? A rock can never melt. A rock yeah, but is metal special. Can't. So you're going to say it's going to explode first, huh? A rock, a rock is special. It cannot, it cannot melt. There's the system. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of verses in the Bible about the rock. Okay, you're wrong. Uh, because God can superheat it, uh, because in the Bible it actually talks about the rock melting. I'm not sure where that's at. So we could find that and Google. Uh rocks melting in the Bible. So uh, it, it's in there. Anyway. Well, I'm, yeah, rock, well, I'm just trying to say is that I've seen the fake the fake receipts for the the fake lava that that's bought and purchased by NASA, and there's a correlation between NASA and volcanoes. There's a lot okay. of their bases right located right next to volcanoes. Okay, real quick, uh, in Psalms 97:5, that talks about the mountains melt, melting like wax before the Lord in His anger. And it says in Micah 1.4, basically the same thing, the mountains melt beneath him. Okay, now the great majority of Christians are going to interpret that, um, you know, metaphorically because they cannot comprehend that that could happen. So the, the, the Christians and human beings do this over and over. If they can't conceive of something, it sounds too out there, they simply spiritualize the text. They do this over and over and over again. Okay? Wow. And, that, and that's what they're doing there. Because um, that's to be taken literally. If you look at the context, there's no, no reason whatsoever to, to, to spiritualize that text. And it says in, um, you know, explicitly in uh, Isaiah 12, chapter 24 that the earth is, you know, engulfed in flames. And mankind is destroyed. There's only a few people that are left. It says it right, right there, you know. The entire environment has gone up in flames. And unless you're in, in the caves, you're going to be destroyed. BBC admits faking impressive volcano footage for Petagoni TV. Okay, now here's a a situation we have. And this is a psyop. Now what they will do, they they will go out and create propaganda about volcanoes, okay? Now if you're looking for propaganda about volcanoes, which very few people are, you're going to find it because there's going to be propaganda about volcanoes. So say, these simple-minded souls that realize that they're doing all this fakery involving volcanoes, they are going to conclude the same thing over and over almost every time, and that's exactly what you're talking about. The volcanoes are fake. Now, why would they do that? Because they discovered that there was fakery involved with volcanoes. And they take this, they run with it, and they say it's all fake. It's amazing. You will see people do this over and over again. No, that's what they want. That's what they want. 
that's what this they want. They want everybody to, this is, yeah, this is a that's what, this is a psyop directed at people who want to believe that everything is fake to actually take them down. But the the, the propaganda is directed right. at the average person who's not going to investigate anything. But if you do investigate it, then they want you to believe that everything is fake. That way, you'll be taken out as well. Believe it or not, that's but, actually an Illuminati card right there. Everything is fake. Because they Absolutely. want it, they want the they want the conspiracy theorists to think everything is fake, just like the everything is fake uh, conspiracy theorists. Because that's that's not the case. It's just like, what is it like? Eighty five percent of it is fake, or whatever. You know. If you believe that everything is fake, then you will not believe that there's any ritual murder from the Illuminati. All, all the shootings were all fake. Was, everything Did you fake. know that Prince actually died uh, on on the same date? of Queen Elizabeth's birthday? Well, I don't trust the birthdays. Um, you know, for instance, they say that Prince William was born on the summer solstice. Now, I'm, just I'm not talking right Prince Williams. I'm talking Prince. I know. Rain. Just, I know. I'm speaking back. I'm just, I'm just stepping back on the whole situation. you got to understand, any one of these, um, these births, the same thing with a death, okay? They told us that the Queen Mum, she lived to be 100, and so did Bob Hope. They told you that, um, that they, they died of old age when they are 100 years old. Look, at, I'm just telling you flat out. They either lied to you about that or they richly murdered uh, the Queen Mum and Bob Hope uh, when they were 100 because they wanted to murder him on that day, uh, a year. Now, it's either one or the other. And I actually don't know. I don't have enough information. But they're doing the same kind of thing with this stuff. They pull the same simple magic tricks, very simple, like parlor magic. Simple parlor magic will fool almost everybody, and that's what these guys do. If you're not going to think, they're going to prey on you right on down the line. And people absolutely refuse to think. They want to believe what they're told because they're too lazy to investigate. It's just just not that hard, okay? Because they're not investigating, so therefore they're too lazy. So we know they're lazy. We know they don't want to investigate, but they are being told things, right? Well, they're going to believe them. They want to believe so they, they want to know, but they don't want to investigate. They're too lazy to investigate, but they do have a desire to know. Well, they want to capitalize on it and go, here's, 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 here's reality for you in a little package. And they love it mm-hmm. because their little ego fools them into believing that they are smarter than other people because they've been exposed to this. Actually, it's just propaganda. All right. Right. See, these people are not sophisticated enough to develop the necessary skills to even identify propaganda. They don't even have that ability. So they are just bamboozled right on down the line with all this trickery. It's child's play, you know? They call it glamour, Illuminati, when they manufacture illusions. And the people are, um, they're blinded by it all. Yeah. The glitz and everything, because this is what's publicized. This is what's made uh, popular. Uh, this is the direction that the herd is going. Don't you want to go with the herd? Because otherwise, well, you're going to have to. I can't see the dangers in the headlights between the GMOs, the, the fluoride in the water, the propaganda TV, with the also brainwashing flickering rate. Um, those people that can't see that, it's like. Uh, well, they're they're living comfortably numb, as Pink Floyd would say, you know. Yeah, 
He realized that most people are so delusional they cannot detect danger. Now, stop and think about that. Let me repeat that. Most people are so delusional they cannot detect danger. And let's, let's break that down. What is the danger that these common citizens are detecting? What kind of danger are they detecting? They're not detecting any danger. What, what would it be? They, they, they don't have a clue about what's coming. You know what I mean? Well, they got they got the da- they, they 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 do put their sunscreen on. You know, that's the primary well, thing that the average person is worried about is their paycheck and their wallet. As long as that's working okay, they are not investigating. Period. Unless something titillates or triggers them momentarily, they will just believe what they're told. Now. This is the witness of history. It's always been this way. So this would have to be a new pattern, and it hasn't happened yet. YouTube is not that big of a revolution. Uh, YouTube is not going to enable people to think critically because you're just deluged with propaganda. So it's making it harder to figure out what's the truth because it's buried in error. Error after error after error after error, and then we're going to slip into truth, and you're supposed to be qualified to figure this out. You know, you're not qualified. You never figured out how to decipher propaganda, so you're, they're going to sink you right down the line. With their the good way to decipher propaganda is also to watch, watch the mainstream media, watch the news with your own eyes or whatever. Put a camera to it or whatever, so that way it's like, okay, you got a camera to it, and then put another camera to you or whatever, so that way nobody can tell, actually say, whoa, he's faking this YouTube video about this supposed propaganda in this mainstream media, you know? Well, you're saying, to look, you're saying to look at the propaganda in order to gain knowledge of propaganda. But see, the average person, they, it's actually better if they look away from propaganda because they don't have the ability to decipher it. So if you don't have the ability to decipher it, just stay away from it because you're going to get seduced. Hmm. Just like simple-minded Christians that should stay away from the doorstep with Jehovah's Witnesses there. If you're too simple-minded, just stay away. Because they could seduce you. Because you can't deal with these people. You don't know enough. So if you don't know enough, just stay away from the door. That sounds superstitious, but the only thing you can do is give your testimony. Oh, I was born again, okay? He's not listening to you. Now, you can theorize all you want that God's Holy Spirit is going to touch this Jehovah's Witness. And you could say that I'm sowing seeds. And I'm not here to have, I don't have the authority to say that can't happen. I'm saying but on the majority of time, you're not accomplishing anything, and you're just you're, you're you're endangering yourself. If you just got you know saved last week, uh, stay away from Jehovah's Witnesses unless you're just going to give your testimony and, and and not seriously ponder anything they say because you're not even qualified to ponder it because you you don't know enough yet. Every time you got people, you ever they, you got people that are born again, they don't even know what the, they don't even know the Trinity, and they haven't heard the Trinity. So how are you going to debate the Trinity if you don't even know what the Trinity is and you haven't heard of it before? You got people that are, that are every generation was you know atheist or pagan. Their whole family they they've never been exposed to Christianity until last week, and now you got Jehovah's Witness at your door. Okay, you got saved at a Billy Graham concert. Okay, and now you got a Jehovah's Witness at your door. Uh, are you going to sit there and debate Jehovah's? No, you're not. You're not going to do. You're not going to win anything. It's like no, there's nothing about chess. And then I'm going to I'm going to play chess and I'm going to defeat this person. No, you're not. You're just going to lose. I so why I, open the door? Why open the door? Right? Keep the door closed. Uh, every, every time we're going down the road and we go by one of those Jehovah Witness buildings, it's 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 just one door and a fire exit door, no windows, 
Every single time I see one, there's never <laughs> any windows. I mean, that place is like a fire hazard. That's a fire hazard, basically. It's like a tomb, man. And I just the last year, I just went by a king. They're called King Kingdom Halls. I went by the one the other day, and for the first time, I saw something. It said J. It was a sign on the building. It said JW dot org. And I thought to myself, man, oh man, have they ever changed? Because um, in the uh, in the 1990s, they were still furiously trying to keep Jehovah's Witnesses off the internet, and they hmm. couldn't do it, and they were losing people because they were getting exposed to ideas and concepts they'd never heard before. Because the Watchtower did not tell them, and they had to do serious damage control, and they were losing so many people. They had to create new rules to allow you know Jehovah's Witnesses to get on the internet. Because they couldn't stop them. Because one thing about Jehovah's Witnesses, they're very inquisitive. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're like the per- – they're like – believe it or not, they're the, I, they would do no more research, you know, about biblical things on a computer than a Christian. I firmly believe that. You know why? <laughs> this is incredible. Jehovah's Witnesses actually study the Bible, and as a general rule, Christians don't. Christians are more television watchers. Did you know that Jehovah's Witnesses – watch significantly less television. This has to be true because they have to make an appearance um, at least three times a week. They should make an appearance three to five times a week at that kingdom hall. Hmm. Okay? And they ha- if, if they're going to be in good standing with the society, they have to um, go door-to-door, which would typically be on a Saturday for most people that you know, are employed. They yep. have full-time missionaries. That's what they call them. And these people, they're, they're the ones that come to your door on Tuesday morning. They, these guys don't have a job. That's all do they, they do. And, do and they tie? They have, to, they have to buy all the literature and books themselves that they distribute. Wow. That's why this guy wrote a good book back in, uh, I don't know, the 50s and the 60s. It's called 30 Years a Watchtower Slave. But I don't know. It, this is slavery to a book company. That's what the Watchtower is. It's a, it's a book company that's actually a religious cult. They have to buy their own books? They have to buy their own books and magazines to distribute. Wow. Oh. <laughs> what kind of – does that sound like a very inviting cult to you where you have to pay for your programming oh. and, and pay for the propaganda that you distribute to soul, destroy people's souls? One thing that turned me off about that was the uh... – I mean, my stepmom was one, but now she's no longer in in it. And uh, it, when she showed me her Bible, it said New World Order on it, New World Order Bible or something like that. I'm like, what? No, that's the New World Translation. Or Yeah, the New World Translation. I was like, what? It reminded okay, me of the, the New World about, Order. The thing about the New World Translation is they didn't even have one until the early 50s. Supposedly, there was nobody there that could understand classical Greek. In other words, they couldn't even translate it. That's the same old thing with, like, these Dead Sea scholars. None of these guys are are scholars. It's all fake. The same thing with the translators. Those people didn't had nothing to do whatsoever with translating that text. Nothing. They just roll these people out there and say, well, these are the translators for the organization, you know, or the society. How do you know that? That's what they told you. You know what I mean? But it's actually been proven that they were, none of them understood um, the Greek necessary to translate it. But I hold to the conspiracy view. Well, yeah, they, they didn't translate it. Somebody had to have better working knowledge of Greek than these clowns 
to actually create the the the, the uh the New World Translation, even though it's an incompetent translation, but I think the incompetency is deliberate. They are deliberately mistrans- mistranslating that text for a diabolical purpose. And the Christian apologetics ministries, because they don't have an ounce of you know conspiratorial thinking at all, they think that this is because the translators, which they assume were these different names that they produced out there, they gave you these you know these different men with names. They think that they were comp- incompetent. I'm saying no, no. They they had scholars that can translate the text. They can read Greek, the Illuminati. They don't have to rely on on these idiots. Okay, they're incompetent, but it was not incompetent. They were deliberately corrupting the text, and their fake Bible is exactly the way they wanted it to be. It wasn't a product of incompetency. So this is what happens when you don't believe in conspiracies. I, I heard that they actually uh, hold to the belief that they're not supposed to be unequally yoked with another person that's uh, not equally yoked with them, just like the scripture state. You're talking that's, about the passage in Second Corinthians. That's We're what they about believe. Right? Yeah, that's good, isn't it? That they believe that. Well, you're you got to talk. I mean, generally, that's true. What, what 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 that passage is primarily used. To, to show that the apostolic view uh, was that a believer could not marry an unbeliever. That, that's what that's primarily for. If you look at what right. Paul's saying there, you know, that, that's all he's trying to teach. But you can take that and you can say, well, you know, it's not a good idea to start a company with an unbeliever because uh, things are not going to go well. Hmm. Because you've got a completely different worldview. How is that going to work? You know, you don't want to do this kind of thing, you know. So don't be unequally yoked. But, but the, the passage does not really talk about that. I don't think it's talking about marriage. But you could take the principle that you got to be careful because Christians like to take things and just run with them. Just just take off. Oh. And create all these crazy doctrines. They're not found anywhere in the Bible. So it's okay to have an atheist friend because uh, what, yes, for what yes, does the yes. light, for what does the light have to do with the darkness? Jesus made friends with every conceivable category of people. The lowest would be the tax collectors and the prostitutes, but he actually made friends, okay, with them. He was friendly with them, right? But that doesn't mean you want to be friendly with all of them. Isn't it also saying in Corinthians that you're not even supposed to eat with a sinner? Yes, that's the doctrine of separation, uh, which some foolish Christians, they, they don't know how to identify orthodoxy or heresy, they don't know how to identify a false prophet, but they will go ahead and identify one anyway. And it's actually a Christian brother. And they'll say, this person's a, uh, a false prophet. And they start to shun them and disassociate themselves. I'm talking about like spatially, like, you know, if you come towards me, I'm going to back up because you're an evil false prophet. And they do this because of what the law of Moses says. Hmm. Okay. They want to take parts of the law of Moses and they want to apply it to today classic example where the law of Moses says that a, if a prophet makes a false prophecy, you're supposed to put him to death. Hmm. So uh, do these people have a consistent belief system? They try to use that as a proof text to prove what, you know, they believe is that, you know, we're under the New Covenant, the New Testament here, all that, you know. And so um, we're going to hold a New Testament prophet up to that standard. Okay, well, that's pure garbage because have you ever seen any of these Christians kill these false prophets? Because that's what it says to do, right? Hmm. So this is an example of where they're taking things like tithing, which has to do with Levitical priests, 
Well, we're not going to pay any attention to that whatsoever. We're not going to pay any attention whatsoever that you don't tithe money. Does it talk about tithing money anywhere in your Bible? No, it has to do with the growing no, culture. It, was, it has it was, to do with tithing the first fruits of the harvest. has absolutely nothing to do it with, has to this, do with this greed, this, this greed that all these pastors have for the money, 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 because they got, you know what they do? They're a CEO of a government-run organization, and they have to pay um, to keep everything going. It costs a lot of money. You've got to pay for maintenance of the building even though the building is not found anywhere in the Bible. We're going to do it our way, and we've got to have a lot of money to do it our way. That's the way it's done today. It not, has nothing to do with the Bible whatsoever. If you would do what the Bible says and have a local church house meeting, you would solve all these financial problems because it's just a person's house, and you're meeting the house. Problem solved. Are we going to do it that way? No. I'm not going to pay attention. So we're going to yeah, say that all, you... all, our beliefs, all our beliefs are based on the Bible. We're going to say it anyway, right? Virginia's actually... Virginia's actually working on that. Uh, the, the the laws in Virginia is working on uh, trying to ban uh, people from having a certain more than a certain amount of people at their at their house um, because uh, they're starting right. to see uh, a growing movement in home Bible studies, and that's a good way to uh, limit home Bible studies is to cap, put a cap on how many people can come over to your house. Yeah, they're shutting down house churches around America. They've done a good job in Canada. They've done yeah. this historically. You know, in different countries around the world, down through the centuries, Christians try to come together, and they say, no, you're not, you're not going to do that. They shut it down. Right, but if it's a house party, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, these things are done to infuriate and frustrate people. You know, what are you going to do about it? They're just exerting their authority. They can bring the hammer down and shut everything down right now because... Almost every church in your town, it may be every church, is 5013C, okay? Those are government-owned. They can step in at any time, like this moment, and just sh shut it down. Because you said something that, that, that's illegal. Can I talk not. about that for a second? Uh, on the Simpsons episode in 2010 or 11, I can't remember which one it was, there was a there was a... There was an episode where Lisa Simpson, she's supposed to be the smart one in the family, and she, and they're all in ch church service, and uh, Homer's sitting there, Mars is sitting there, and they're all sitting there in the pew, and then uh, Lisa goes up to the, the, the stage with the pastor there and starts talking about the Constitution, and then uh, the pastor, after she steps down, he he says, oh, "Great job, Lisa. I'm sure your 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 message will not be unheard, or something like that." And then, as soon as she sits down, a SWAT team comes through through the ch church doors and through the church window and building and everything. And then the Simpsons are under arrest, and they go to a FEMA camp because it's actually it, they actually call it a reeducation uh, um, facility. And, and 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 they they learn that that's not okay to do to talk about the constitution and church or or just to have because she's talking about the first amendment right the and everybody's like ooh wow really and then the the pastor's like I'm sure that great job Lisa I'm sure your statement will not go unheard or unnoticed and then the SWAT team comes in and then they get taken to this reeducation uh, camp. And, and and then they get uh, brainwashed with the little rollout TV, like they 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 have in the schools, the little old rollout TVs on the wheels, 
where they bring out the, the old Constitution and, and, and then the Bill of Rights. And then the Constitution is just whistling down the road. And then he bumps into the Bill of Rights, which is getting drunk. And then the Bill of Rights is getting drunk. And then, you know, then uh, Lisa Simpson's laughing. And then Marge, her mom's like, hey, that's not funny. You know, you, you, you don't think that's funny. And then she's like, I do now. <laughs> oh my. Well, the truth the truth is that every day that goes by the uh the, the new order order descends upon us you know daily uh, the clutches get even deeper the talons you know and so they just roll out the simpsons to mock our slavery and just make light of it that's basically that that's going oh on. and yeah. in the beginning of the episode the the sign for the uh the the, the church it said is god patriotic enough <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh boy. That's... Yeah, they're actually in the Simpsons. They're acknowledging what they're doing to us, but in a comedic form. They, it's safe. They can get away with it. I've said before that propaganda is most effective uh, in a context of humor. The only other competition would be re- religious, because you got the sacred cow phenomenon. If you can manufacture a sacred cow that has to do with theological propaganda, um, that's very powerful because people will react emotionally and they go, well, we can't touch that because it's sacred. So we're not going to evaluate it. We'll just leave it alone because it's too sacred. So this is how they manufactured a false Christology for us <clears throat> that Christians believe in. It, all you have to do is make it sacred and it's untouchable, so we're not going to make any changes. This is exactly what they do. And this is why there have been no changes in our Christology since the Council of Chalcedon. <laughs> and there's a conspiracy behind the Simpsons' yellow skin. Like, why do the Simpsons have yellow skin? Like, oh, because they're cartoons, and that's the way the, the director decided for it to go. They have yellow skin. And, and, and it's like, shortly after, you start noticing that most of these news reporters, they have a yellow-like complexion and stuff. So it's like, they're told to put the, the plaster all over their, their body and look like some sort of plastic yellow, mellow yellow weirdo. <laughs> well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think this is what they're doing, but uh, did you know that everyone is headed towards having yellow skin? Look at the pallor of an old person. Their skin actually becomes yellow when they become highly toxic. It's called auto-intoxication. Oh, wow. Where you pose, poison yourself, their, their skin takes on a yellow pallor. It's full of t- poison. It becomes wow. ye- either red or yellowish. You know, you'll see these people with the big red cheeks and like these smudges and stuff on their face. That's, those are people that are highly toxic. For instance, like alcoholics, they'll get these rosy cheeks. You know what I mean? Their, their body you... is so, their skin uh, organ, it's an organ, is so burdened with poison that it starts to show up on the surface of the skin. It's overwhelmed with poison. Same thing with the, uh, the yellow pallor. That's a very sickly person. So a sick person could have a very yellow complexion. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you, you also know, get the dark, the dark you, Homer, also, you can also get a gray pallor like under your eyes. Just go ahead. Homer Simpson, he's a, he's an alcoholic or something like that. But anyway, yeah, they 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 put that in a lot of cartoons. The whole like the dad's like a drunk or something like that. You, you see it with the whole what is it, the love and marriage or whatever the. And all these these shows where they make fun of the dad. That um, was the ultimate prototype show. The one that you're talking about. 
Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that show? Where the mother uh, was a sex pot and she ran the whole family. Love, love and marriage stuff. Uh, you're close Mary to it. Married with children? Married with yeah, children, married yeah. Married with children. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. That was, a, you know, just like the Independence Day, you know the, the film Independence Day? Yeah. Right? That, they, they came pro- out with- that, that film was a deliberate prototype. They, they have um, remade that film or the ideas and concepts in that film over and over again. They caught a it's, part two it, coming it, out, yeah. It's absolutely classic. Yeah, they do. Because the whole world, that is the number one movie, I think, out there where you show the world rallying together to save the planet. And what is it? A new world order. Mm. That, that's what it is. We're all rallying together against the alien threat, which is the manufactured boogeyman for simple people over and over again. They do it all right down the line, decade after decade, all through history. The manufactured boogeyman. They manufacture boogeymans every week. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There really is such thing as great that's aliens, ISIS is. ISIS is a manufactured boogeyman for almost everybody to be scared of. There really is such thing as gray aliens. And wait a second, there was a real terrorist that they reported on the news a couple, uh, like a, 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 a couple months back, almost a year ago, I think it was, that chopped off some woman's head in an Oklahoma butchering factory or whatever. And they, they reported it as, uh, uh, as uh, work violence or something. <laughs> okay, well, the, bod- the body of these beings exists. The question is, uh, are they coming out of a lab off of an assembly line, or are they coming from uh, the planet Kolob? Okay, they don't talk about this on television. Oh, former Illuminati member Doc Marquis said that they they they, they come from uh, they're being built in like science laboratories. These gray aliens. And that's because uh, he's Illuminati agent. He's trying to gain some credibility by giving you some truth. That that you're going to get the guys that claim to be you know former Illuminati. They're going to give you something. You know why? They, they they have to. They have to give you something deeper to try to convince you they're a former Illuminati agent. Now, ask yourself, isn't that true? They got they got to perform. So you are going to get some um, some deeper quote unquote truth from these guys, but it's going to have a spin on it too. They'll either um, give you the straight truth and then sink it with some other di- diabolical lie, or they'll uh, they'll give you the truth and then put a spin on it and take you somewhere down a rabbit trail. It's either or. It, it, it's just not hard, okay? So why did they have the uh, the moment in history where they tried to ban alcohol? What was the purpose of that when they they okay. they, they, they love okay. Okay, now, you understand alcohol. that we live in a system of control. I talked about recently that all societies, except for holy society, a holy society comes from God, and every other society comes from uh, the dark side, okay? So I mean, you either get it or you don't. You live in a system of control that God turned over to these evil rulers who have a divine right to rule, and they know it, the Illuminati bloodline. God put them in position to rule. So they're ruling, and they're in control, and we're slaves, okay? So they are manufacturing one institution and, uh, you know, one you know, popular uh, media, uh, something to get obsessed about week after week. They manufacture everything. You know what I mean? It's Did you know this thing. more? Just a, second, just a second, Channing. Anytime there's a prohibition, it's the same thing. It's manufactured. Uh, you know, temperance, the temperance movement. It's no different than the suffragette movement. You, if, you, if, if, if you're around one thing, if you can allow your mind to, to comprehend that they manufactured the Victorian society from the ground up, see, most naive Christians would think that's from the Holy Spirit. 
trying to hold on to the old ways. No, that was manufactured too. Look who it's named after, Queen Victoria. What do you think about, do you think she was there for the people? No, it's the same old show. You can't get into that position unless you're one of these serpents. These serpents, you know what I mean? I heard that there's more, there's more, there's more alcohol that goes into the urban areas of the United States than the whole United States itself. Um, they have an underground everything, and uh, when they make laws or prohibitions or whatever, it, it has no effect on a significant level on the underground. The underground drug trade, sex, uh, you know, slavery, everything just moves on day after day as if that's No, happened. I'm saying I'm they're trying gonna... to dismantle the urban areas. Well, you're on a different subject now. Which... Yeah, they are. Uh, only in some places. It depends where the Illuminati are congregated in cities. And Chuck and I were just talking about a city here in Washington. It's obvious that they are protecting that city for the future. It was built from the ground up. And when society Back collapses... In... The, the Illuminati that live in this particular city, I'm actually talking about Issaquah, Washington. I was just there yesterday hiking. This city, it's obvious it was designed. It's isolated. You're going to have roving gangs in the future. And I believe little cities like this, uh, where a lot of rich people hang out, live right now, they're going to have a small paramilitary force to protect them. They're going to pay for them. They're going to hire because that's the only way you can be protected. And these, these gangs are going to have to, uh, they're going to, have to, to travel a long way to get to Issaquah. And when they get there, they're going to be greeted with a small hired military force. And it's not going to be pretty because I've said something yesterday on the, on the phone with Chuck that I haven't heard anybody say. The Illuminati is going to give these people, they're lower-level Illuminati, they're bottom feeders, okay, at the bottom you know, they, 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 their whole life is based around money and acquiring power and stuff like that. The, the upper ones don't care about that because they already have too much of it. But they're going to reel out these, um, these kind of weapons and stuff like that, which they're already using in London. And these gangs are not going to have a chance. They're just going to mow them down. I'll tell you flat out, they'll be a threat to, yeah, if you're in, you know, suburbia, you got left behind. You know, those communities are going to be protected. They're actually built right now to withstand these things, these protected communities, you know, the gated communities. They're designed to survive. All these people that think they're going to crumble to these organized gangs are not thinking about the technology that's going to become available to them. They've never even thought about that. I'm saying they're going to give them – look, at, I'm saying one simple thing. Illuminati has um, communities out there. They've deliberately what are you talking about, communities? Communities where the Illuminati are already living right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of those would be Issaquah, Washington. I'll, I'll, I'll just give you a little backstory, okay? So I was talking to Chuck on the phone yesterday, and we were talking about this subject, and I walked by this monument, which I've seen before, about this woman uh, who used to live in Issaquah, Washington. It's near Bellevue. Bellevue is near Seattle. It was where the rich, rich people live on the east side, Okay. And this was a woman who made a significant impact in the community through book reading. So she's being honored in this little park. And if you look at the little statue, it's a woman sitting on a bench. And she's doing one thing. She has a book in her lap. And she's pointing to something in the book. Now, you look at the book, and there's only one thing in the book. You know what's in the book? An Illuminati eye. Uh, this is actually the eye of Horus. 
I'm not trying to like it. It doesn't require interpretation. It is the eye uh, uh, of. Did you course. know that that's and actually? Did you know that that's actually Time Warner Cable symbol? Well, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, her finger is pointed right at the eye of Horus, and this is telling. You know what they're doing? They're telling you, we founded this town, or we're here. We're here. You know what I mean? They're telling you, flat out. They're right in. Oh, my God. And there's signs all over the place. This is true. You can see it. You know what I mean? Okay, so it, 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 let's, let's get this down. We can move on if we want to. The Illuminati want certain you know, communities to survive. They don't want to crumble. So if they want that, how are they going to do that? They're simply going to give this technology to them, which they, they don't have or they're not allowed to use. If they have this technology, they don't have to worry. Just give it to a, a small little hired uh, police force, and they will not be challenged by these people. They're not going to have a chance. They're going to use quiet technology and just mow it down. Why, because that's what they want. The... Just a second. Ask yourself this question. Do you think that the Illuminati can defeat these roving gangs? What a joke. They've got the technology to do it, so it's just a question of whether they enable these communities uh, where they have uh, Illuminati bottom feeders leave, living right now, it just it has to do with whether they enable them to protect themselves. And I'm simply saying that they are going to do that because they want the communities to be preserved. But the other people, they haven't thought about this yet. They think, they think the roving gangs are going to defeat them. No, they're not. They're going to get mowed down. They won't have a chance. That's my I prediction. thought you were talking about these community-like apartment complexes that were just basic uh, they can be large uh, gated communities, but ideally I'm talking about a community, uh, which is a small town that's actually spatially distant from downtown. The farther away, the better, because the gates like, have to walk farther. Like, like, like Charlotte, North Carolina? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at Google Maps. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Okay. It sounds like a candidate. That's that's where that Bank of America headquarters is. That's why I was telling you about where the bank uh-huh. with the bank with the that's the Bank of America headquarters. You're kidding me. Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. Uh that would tell you something right there. That that means they're ingrained in that community. You, if you have knowledge, you can look around and you can see if the Illuminati favors a community. If they favor it, uh put it near the top of the list that they want it to survive. They don't want it to go down. They don't want. They don't want everything to go. People are assuming that the Illuminati want the whole society to be destroyed. No, they don't. They favor um, the lower um, Illuminati, the lower bloodline that serves them in ignorance. They don't. They're generally clueless. Lower level uh, Illuminati. You're not talking about Freemasons. Uh, you can conclude that because Freemasons are very lowly. Um, I don't. Uh, Unless you're um, above the level 33, which we don't even know how high it goes, things can change after that. But I think that America. That I think important. America should. I think America should make elite, uh, make uh, Freemasonic lodges illegal and ban them. I don't think they should be long in America. There's well, that, that's the old worn-out view that we can bring about change in America and we're in control. But we, we don't, we're not in control, and we don't, we don't run America. They run it for us, and we can't do anything like that. But you can talk about it if you want to. It's, nothing's going to happen. I'm not uh, even talking but, about the Illuminati, though. I'm talking about these, 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 these Fruit Loop, 
Freemasons or whatever, why does a regular Joe Schmo or whatever, that's a regular American or whatever, a regular American, why does he decide to one day decide, I want to talk to my Freemasonic friend and join the Freemason Lodge? Why? There's nothing good about it. Well, there can be a number of reasons, but these people are uneducated. But you got to realize there's a lot of Southern Baptists and even Southern Baptist pastors. They don't think there's anything wrong whatsoever with being a Freemason. They're ignorant. They just think it's a beneficiary, a fraternal organization. There's ignorant people everywhere. And that will tell you there's a lot of ignorant Christians because um, they have a lot of Southern Baptists that are members of Freemasonry. They see nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And is, there compart- is, there, is there what you call compartmentalization going on in these lodges? Well, in any secret society, you have compartmentalization of information. So, yeah. And you can read that into the word secret society. They're going to compartmentalize your mind. They actually tell you this in uh, Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma. He actually says, we're lying to you. And then we reveal the truth later, and you slowly, you know, learn more and more. But you also learn that we've been lying to you. He actually admits we're lying to you, right? In the book, it goes right? got, against everything. Uh, it goes against everything America's supposed to stand for. These Freemasonic lodges, and then well, you got the America, good old. Just a second. What America is supposed to stand for? That was all manufactured too, because the primary vehicle of propaganda to move the ignorant herd is patriotism. No, there really was there really was a good constitution in seventeen seventy six, but then it got changed in seventeen seventy eight. Okay, let me ask you, who created the good constitution? Do you agree? Do you, are you saying that they were not Satanists? Because Satanists well, don't create anything good. It, 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 it has the appearance of good. It's a false hope. That's all they ever reel out is one false hope after another. That's all they give you. One yeah, but the original Constitution did, 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 didn't have the 14th Amendment in it or whatever it was, where it, it, it made the, uh, the citizen turn into a federal citizen instead of a free sovereign. Okay. Okay, what you have, you have a stage of America that's properly classified as the... Not that I get into all that sovereign stuff. Just a second. There's a, no, avoid that. Uh, there's an esoteric uh, uh, history of America very early on with the 13 colonies, okay? The Illuminati's got their hands all over that. They Christianized everything to baffle anybody who's not an initiate. And the lie is so big that people, they have to believe the opposite. Instead of being Christian, it's satanic. So they took something that was satanic and they disguised it as Christian to, to baffle everybody, whether you're atheist, whether you're Christian, the atheists, did you know that atheists want to believe that America was founded by Christians? Did you know that Christians want to believe that America was founded by Christians? Do you know they give you beliefs that you want to believe? And this is how they manipulate the herd. Everybody wants to believe that George Bush is a Christian. The left wants to believe it. The right wants to believe it. They all want to believe it for selfish reasons. Oh, it's possible that they were founded by, that America was founded by Christians or whatever. It's a problem. What kind of Christians, though? Because there's like, what? Four thousand different kinds of them, or whatever, or a thousand. Okay, I'm going to make it real simple. I'm going to make it real simple. Christians don't found anything significant ever because they're never in, in control. They are all slaves, one hundred percent slaves. You never get out of. Show I, here. I want. I want to challenge somebody on this show. Show me one single person after the apostles that was not a slave. Period. Show me one person. Prove it. Because you can't do that. Anybody who is a Christian. I'm not talking about being free in Christ. I always talked. I already talked about this before. I'm not talking about being free in Christ. I'm talking about 
you know, according to a legal document somewhere that they created, everybody's a slave. You can prove in the court of law. It was the same thing in the medieval era. You know, these Vatican documents, they enslaved everybody. There was no free men. Um, and not only that, uh, it's slave planet because every one of the people in the Illuminati are slaves too. Everybody's a slave. Why do you think Alex Jones has a second domain that's not only InfoWars but PrisonPlanet.com? <laughs> uh, Alex Jones teaches the exact opposite. We're taking this country back in Jesus' mighty name, and we're beating Illuminati every day, and they're running scared and all that. Exact opposite of the truth. Exact opposite. The same person, the same guy that is gung-ho Christian, it, it, he always, almost, almost always in every single one of his YouTube uploads – Brings up Zykus. This is like Zykus. This, Zeitgeist. yeah, this is like Zykus. Okay. Yeah, what he's yeah. doing, he's using Zeitgeist as an obvious straw man for simple yeah. people. They're supposed to swallow that straw man and then believe what you're told. That's a, it's a very simple technique. In other words, Zeitgeist is false, and so therefore, let me put it this way. I'll reverse it. Alex Jones is true because Zeitgeist is false. No, Zeitgeist can be false, and Alex Jones can be false, and, and all this other stuff can be false, too. It doesn't make, um, you know, five wrongs don't make a right. I told you, I, 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 told, I told you that he, he, I mean, this is the guy that I started waking up to or whatever, because who else would I have woken up to? Because Bill Cooper was way, way beyond my, 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 my time, you know, that was when I was young, yeah. you know. Well, it, it, people call it waking up, but what they're really doing is they're waking up to realizing the controlled media is lying to them over and over again, and now they're waking up to what we call tier two propaganda. So they're on a different level now, and they're different kind of lies. That the lies are more sophisticated than the like news. It's like what you said before. He's showing and proving to the people that are watching him that everything is fake here when I told you about how Alex Jones sips an empty cup all the time. An empty cup! Yeah, I told you before, he's using that as a deliberate, that prop is a, is a metaphorical um, vehicle of propaganda to show you the whole entire show is fake. Okay, this is the way it works. He's doing something that's obviously fake. He's drinking water that doesn't exist, and it's a little prop that's supposed to trigger your mind that this entire thing is fake, but only if you're an initiate. Everybody else is not supposed to figure it out. In other words, they're mocking the fact that they're just propagandizing you. We're not taking you anywhere. I'm just a Pied Piper on a payroll. You're not going anywhere. I'm going to sink you. I'm going to bury you. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out some little truth and a little fish hook. You're going to swallow it, and you're going to follow me everywhere. That's all he's doing. It's so now, is it true that's why you got all these people? You got all these people going out the back door. They, they're figuring out every three or four years. You got a huge amount of people that are figuring out that Alex Jones is completely utter fake. But it doesn't matter because they keep coming to the front door. You know, yeah, well, Alex it. Jones, he's way beyond a Freemason. He's definitely uh, an Illuminati member, right? How, how many housewives are going to figure out in their, in, in their 20s, they get on YouTube, how, how, how long is it going to take them to figure out that he's a complete and utter fake? They're probably going to believe him at first because he's telling you a contrary view of, you know, what the government says. He appears to be, isn't it true that Alex Jones appears to be anti-government, right? So yeah. once they give you this anti-government mentality, you just know that's from the Illuminati too, then you're going to swallow all kinds of fake anti-government propaganda. I will swallow almost everybody. Now, to, in order to be initiated into the Illuminati as one of their agents, uh, like COINTELPRO, for example, or um, controlled opposition, 
don't you have to go to um don't you have to go to the the the, the Stonehenges and and get initiated at the Stonehenges? <laughs> okay, they are never going to tell you their sites of initiation. Never. Cuz they're going to manufacture false ones and that's what they do. Okay. No, but Alex Jones and, and Alex never. Jones, he said, he said, and he also David Icke too, and what, what's his, uh, his name, uh, Watson. <laughs> Watson, they, they, they all said that they went on on a trip to the uh, the, the 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 stone, uh, the Druid stone place, and they got they they got uploaded. They all yeah, said they yeah, got yeah. Up, uploaded instantly. Yeah, yeah. It's a story they manufacture, okay? Anytime that you hear about the Illuminati are secretly meeting here, immediately write that off. There's no way that could be true. Do you really think that they're going to tell you, why would they have to tell you where they're meeting? They don't have to do that, so why would they do it? You could develop some reverse you know, psychology theory, but you couldn't prove it. But they, they're not here to tell you the truth. What about the ritual that was taking place on 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 eleven? They told 11? you there was a ritual. Was there, was a, was a ritual. There, there was a ritual that was taking place on eleven 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 over in Egypt near the pyramids. Okay, those are public rituals that confuse people on YouTube, and we're supposed to assume this is some kind of deep inner Illuminati order. How do you know that it's not just street drama manufactured for stupid people that are trying to peer into the esoteric so we'll give them something to sink their teeth in? How do you prove that that's not what's going on? How do you know that? We don't know that. They're doing it out in public. Anyway, anything they do in public is not really that significant because they have inner uh, rituals that we know nothing about, and that's what's important. Because, it, see, it's sacred. They do not – the sacred – it's sacred to them. They don't put it in public because it's sacred. Period. Another thing is about that about the global warming thing that we were talking about earlier. My dad mentioned about the fact that the military, air force has uh, has capabilities of stopping solar global warming from happening by using by by shooting up pig iron into the sky, which is natural. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they manufacture one absurd story after another for people on YouTube to ruminate over and believe they're getting progressively enlightened. Okay. No, that, that's supposed to be the natural way to do it instead of barium yeah. strontium oxide. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It, yeah, they, it's just like they'll manufacture one story after another about the true contents of chemtrails. Okay. But. What you can you can put a jar in your backyard and actually take it to a science lab and then get the results back and it will say barium strontium oxide. I absolutely that. believe that. I absolutely believe that. There's no reason you shouldn't be able to do that as long as you go to the uh, proper source. But it's going to cost you some money, isn't it? It's going to slow. Oh no, down. not really. It's pretty cheap actually. You just money gets things done. You know. How much does it cost? Uh, I think it's like what is it like maybe sixty something bucks tops. Well, that will um, that will slow most people down. How many people are going to go out? Seriously, how many people are doing this? Going out and you know collecting chemtrail gunk and then going to pay sixty bucks to get it tested. I'm assuming that this is credible. How many people are doing that? Almost uh, nobody. 
So here's what Bloomberg.com is saying. It's, I know that's pro, it's always propaganda, like uh, Bloomberg, the mayor, and all that. You know, it's, it's, it says how to slow down climate change with this with a fake volcano. I thought this was pretty interesting because <laughs> it says mimic an eruption by spraying sulfic acid into the stratosphere, and uh, there's a cheap, quick, there's a cheap, a chip, a cheap. Quick, dirty, and controversial way to combat go, uh, global warming that isn't on the agenda of the United Nations Climate Summit in Paris, which runs from the, the. It involves replicating the planet cooling effect of a volcano eruption. When Mount Pintabo in the Philippines blew in 1991, its emissions briefly reversed most of the global warming that had occurred since the start of the Industrial Revolution. Huh. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is absurd because, uh, you, know, it, you know, it's not either or, but largely global warming is a manu- another manufactured boogeyman. Some of them are, when I say boogeyman, I'm personalizing it, you know, because we think of a person, but it's just a manufactured threat. No, I've never heard that take before, though, that you, you, you think, you basically indirectly state it. If, from my from my point of view, my my opinion is, is I thought that you basically indirectly stated that global warming is coming from the ocean. I said um, because of uh, significant underwater uh, volcanism, which the media suppresses. Let me put this way. Let me qualify that. Okay, they don't make a direct correlation between underwater volcanism and global warming. Now they are, they will acknowledge, and this is more fear mongering. Uh, that there is significant underwater volcanism off the coast of uh, America, uh, Oregon, excuse me, uh, that is interrelated with um, earthquake back, uh, activity as far north as Vancouver Island, you know, in British Columbia. But they will not correlate this with, um, you know, the underwater volcanism with global warming because they don't. That's going to that's going to threaten their their propaganda. So they don't. The media doesn't make. They're not trying to make correlations. You're supposed to do that yourself. They don't. They're not here to help you ever. They never do, unless they want you to make the link. So they're going to send you down a bunny trail somewhere, and it's not going to be a good place. You know, it's going to be a labyrinth of error. It's going to get worse as you go along that dark tunnel. That's where they send you on. The way they do this is they manufacture false foundations because it's like an edifice of information that you build off to. They give you the false foundations, and you're fine now. You can just go off and do whatever you want to. Because if you believe in outer space, which is completely utterly absurd, then every conclusion that you draw off that false foundation is completely utterly absurd. They don't have to propagandize you any further about outer space. They've, they've sunk you a long time ago because you believe in outer space. How can you prove the existence of outer space? It's virtually impossible. You have to rely on authority that sits on all the um, valid data which is exactly what people in NASA are doing. Most people in NASA are just like in the CIA. They don't have a clue whether they're coming or going. They're just looking at information data in a computer. Does that tell you anything significant about the planet Mars? It doesn't tell you anything. Do these people question the data? Oh, of course not. They believe everything you're told. So that, that's a cultic oh. system. So according to the... the, 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 the... It's a technocracy. It's a technocracy. It's a scientific dictatorship. It's a according cult. to the, the according to the flat Earth uh, um, blue, blueprint, uh, eighteen hundred uh, blueprint, and all and all that, and um, that the uh, that the planets there is no such thing as planets. They're called wandering stars. 
So basically, they still are planets, except that's not really what they're called. They're just called wandering stars, right? You put a label on that. You said 1800. I'm not sure what you're referring to there. The 1800 flat earth map. Oh, okay. You're talking about the four angels in the four corners. Okay. Are you sure you're not talking about the square and stationary earth? Is that what you're talking about? The square and stationary earth map? Yeah, I might have talking about that. It has angels. Okay. What you're talking about is a 19th century map that's called the, um, by an obscure cosmologist who traveled around and uh, I'm suspicious that he was Illuminati and the reason I'm, I'm suspicious is because I think there's remarkable, significant truth, according to what I believe, which I'll just say is theoretical, because we don't have absolute certainty about cosmology. And I actually think that they kind of uh, troll the truth out there. I could be wrong, just to see how people would react. And then they yank the guy, because he mysteriously disappears from history, and we know very little about him. Why? Now, the other theory is that he was actually stumbled on some truth, and that's why they basically made him disappear, because we don't really know very much about this guy that manufactured that, uh, that, 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 you know, that, that map, which is a, it's like a flat earth alternative, because that map has uh, both concave and uh, convex sloping. That's what makes it historically unique. What do you think about these concave. What? What do you think? What do you think about these sharks that go into underwater volcanoes? Who's telling you that? Discovery Channel? No, they 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 put a camera down there and they saw a shark go into an underwater volcano. Oh, they they put cameras in haunted houses and everything is fake on these ghost hunter shows. So what's the difference? The experts were there. They filmed everything. Believe it all. Is that what you're talking about? Hmm. Uh, the reason they fake so much is to mock our stupidity, but people are falling for the fakery. They understand that um, most of the time it's not all fake. Almost right on down the line, every time, it's partial, it's partial fakery. And, and, and most of it may be fake, but it's not all fake. It's partial fakery. Uh, partial fakery has to do with every single major event in world history. And what partial fakery has to do with is just simply they don't tell you the whole truth. That's all it is. They're lying to you. That's what we call, you could call that partial fakery. You know, historically, people didn't talk like this. This is more of a modern YouTube reaction, you know. It's all fake, you know, like you know, Sandy Hook, you know. And everybody will either believe the nightly news or believe that Sandy Hook was all fake. Why can't we see that that is a manufactured dialectic, which is proven by the fact that all these um, sock puppet accounts emerged almost overnight telling everybody that everything was all fake. And they had, they, had, they had hundreds of thousands. Everything that they roll out on the TV, you can prove it all. You don't have to be some sort of special uh, 40-, 50-year-old uh, theologian. You know, I mean, it's easy. Well, we're talking about media fakery now. But these sock puppet accounts, they had, they had hundreds of thousands of followers. They're, they're not even trying to fake it. Anybody that knows how the system works, they go, well, this is a fake sock puppet account. So they that, weren't even trying, they were not even trying, they were not even trying to fool people that had a, that, a, their head screwed on, right? That was only that, for stupid people that weren't familiar with fakery at all. And the people that, who had never heard, just a second, the people that never heard of fakery, they all ran around in circles and said everything was fake. That's what they did. That, and that, that was that, their psyop, to believe it was all that, fake. 
that 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 Adam Lanza guy, he he was he was actually dead the day before. It showed up okay. on the uh, the art the autopsy uh, thing, uh, the uh, the morgue okay. place or whatever. Okay, as soon as they have anybody named Adam, don't believe anything you're told. Because over and over and over, they are using people named Adam to symbolically represent Adam himself. And uh, it's a psyop. It has to do with theology. They're doing this over and over. I don't know how many times you have to see a shooter named Adam, okay? But Adam represents someone on a ritual level. They're doing this over and over and over again. That's what that has to do with, okay? And whether he shot the gun or didn't, just like Oswell, it's not really important. What's important is this is a, a ritual that's supposed to affect the public on a mass consciousness. And that's exactly what they did. I talked about the big picture, what they did. Uh, everyone was The number one thing that people were concerned about in uh, December of uh, 2012 was what was going to happen with all the things we had been told uh, that had to do with you know, apocalyptic expectation about December 2012, specifically the date, uh, December 21st. And just right before that, like five or six days before that, the, the mass consciousness of America was radically changed because they, they, they fit this manufactured event right in there to terrorize the entire populace and distract them from what was actually going on in the background, which is actually cosmic. They knew it was coming, and they created one false story after another about what you're supposed to expect except for what is really going to happen. And that was a manufactured event. That's what it was really about, to change our consciousness, to get us to focus. They do this over and over. Everybody knows it, even the conspiracy dum-dums, you know. Watch, pay attention to this while we do this. And so you got all kinds of people on these different conspiracy forums. As soon as the Illuminati starts to you know, get you to pay attention about anything, these people will automatically start speculating that they must be up to something important because they're trying to get us to focus on this. And I'm not saying that they're not wrong. They do this over and over again. Right in front of your face. It's so simple, you know. Watch the left hand, ignore the right hand. And these are simple parlor tricks that anyone can learn. And they will fool almost anyone. I used to be a parlor magician. And it's, it's very easy uh, to deflect the human mind and trick it. You used to be a magician? I practiced parlor magic. I spent a lot of money on it when I was a kid. It was a hobby, and so all the money I had would go into the ordering these tricks on these novelty shops, these little catalogs. This was like I was in fifth grade, stuff like that. I was really into that kind of stuff, yeah. I constantly got the International Brotherhood of Magicians calling my house. Okay, well, you're being psyop, Illuminati. We already know that. We already figured that out in the background. You've got people contacting you, and uh, they're not who they appear to be. We already figured that out, so... They're, they're just kind of bothering you. They've never done that with me. They do. Um, they have different approaches with different people based on their personality profile. It's that easy. It's that hard. They got a personality profile for everybody. I don't Why care how unimportant. I don't care how unimportant they are because it's just a computer that does it. They don't have to have actual people. Why do they have the International Brotherhood of Magicians calling my house? Uh, for some obscure purpose, don't assume that you can always figure out what they're doing. Sometimes it's just uh, humorous, um, but probably not in that instance. Did, uh, did they 
I got to say something. Based on what they have done with you on your personality profile, I, I'm convinced that they think that you're um, paranoid. That you are you are um, capable of uh, being anxiety provoked because I'm just looking at the things that they've done, like put their helicopters over your house a couple times to rattle you. They think that you can be rattled. That doesn't rattle me, and I've had it before. I've had them so low they shook the house. The walls yeah. were shaking because they were illegally low. That didn't rattle me. Didn't rattle me at all, and they know it. Now, not just boasting, that stuff, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I go out, I, I peer up at them, I look at them, and I, I wait. That's a psychological operation. I'm not defeating them. They, they know why I'm doing that because they know my personality profile. Dave's going to go out, and he's going to just go along with it. And, uh, you know, Wave, how are you doing up there, you know, in your helicopter? You have a nice day up there? I'm not going to show fear because that's what they want. See, I know that they, they want that, so I'm not going to give them any fear. But kind of like the concept of kill them with kindness. Obviously, if they're shaking your house, your, your house, they want you to be somewhat anxious. So, I, knowing that, I'm not going to allow myself to get anxious if I can, if I can help it. You know, it's worked well so far. So. Yeah. Who's Mona? Who's Mona, Chuck? Oh, Mona Montgomery, okay. I thought you were talking about a new lady in the chat named Mona. Well, I guess there is, but... <laughs> now, and what's what's up with lightning bolts coming out of volcanoes? That's just weird. Well, I'm suspicious of that because the lightning bolt is highly, uh, you know, esoteric symbolism. It's uh, it's It's highly esoteric. It has to do with Satan and stuff like that. You have to explain it all. I would be suspicious of all that. It's just—it's it's actually the symbolism is what's important there. Yeah, they probably, it's, it's in other words, the lightning bolts were probably just fake, but they're putting them in a story for ritualistic purposes. They say it happens under rare occasions, lightning bolts coming out of volcanoes. I'm like, what? Uh, that could be legitimate. That, you know, I don't know about that. It could be legitimate. Maybe you can pull that out of the hat. I've never heard about it. Also, they will take things that actually happen, but they're rare, and they, they make them common. You know, like, this happens a lot. No, it doesn't. It's incredibly rare. But they will go, oh, yeah, this happens on a regular basis from time to time. They like to do that kind of thing, too. Remember, they never get the straight truth about anything. Unless it benefits them, they get you to swallow a bigger lie. They will never give you the straight truth about anything. Period. Show me something where they give you the straight truth. Can you think of anything? Now, there's things out there, there's a special category, like I said before, if God tells them, and we're not going to explain how he does this, but it dribbles down through hierarchy, uh, if God puts his foot down and says, you're not going to do this, then they will, they will always concede. They don't try to fight God. That's a fool's errand. They know that. They're not stupid, okay? Because they're going to be defeated, and they know that. They have virtually no hope of circumventing God or impeding his will. Now, they are intelligent enough to know this. The lower Illuminati, they, they don't know that. They think they can defeat God and uh, have a glorious, satanic, new world order for all eternity. Those kind of people. <laughs> the higher Illuminati, they laugh. You know, because that's propaganda too. Did you know the Illuminati creates propaganda for the lower Illuminati? Did you know that all through the hierarchy, it's uh, on a need-to-know basis? 
they don't need to tell these people because then they have to manage the information. It just makes it harder. Why would you bother to do that? So I'm saying that um, the vast majority of people who are actually Illuminati, they don't even know the true cosmology. But they don't need to know, and they don't bother to tell them. It's too secret. And I'm going to say right now that nobody nobody knows, except for the higher Illuminati uh, initiates, nobody knows the, the true cosmology. I've never heard anybody say that. Uh, there's no way to know it for sure. All you have is theoretical models that are competing with each other, and some of these are significantly better, and that's what we're going with. But I'm not going to go with this manufactured flat earth because uh, they're pushing now. I mean, there's, there's good and bad in there. It's complex. I've talked about it before. There's good things that are being revealed. Um, but it's being directed for a bad end, and there's all kinds of things that they're doing. There's a list of things. I don't want to go in right now. I talked about it recently. <clears throat> Everybody's being psyop, but there's a lot of truth there, but you're still being psyop as usual. They conceded truth. They made concessions, okay, uh, because there's going to be a new influx of truth about cosmology. They know that. They know what's coming. So let's, let's, let's psyop people along the way. Let's have some fun instead of doing absolutely nothing. So we're going to start admitting that we've been lying to you. That's what they're doing. We've been lying to you now. We lied about this. We lied about that. But we're going to take that, and we're going to, we're going to take you down a bad road. And that's where the flat earth movement is going right now because they got in there, they got control, and they're directing it. Same thing. You see, the slaves, everybody's a slave, right? The slaves are not running that movement. And once a movement gets large enough, it, 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 let's assume that it, it starts from the ground up, from the public. Let's just assume that. That's a massive assumption. But once it gets large enough where it becomes a threat, it's doomed. Because they Remember have, every, they have every available to means to infiltrate that movement and make it theirs. And they will do it every single time unless God intervenes. I've never seen God intervene. And that's that the same that thing single, that they do. Every, they, single, they, 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 every they single institution is corrupt. And it's all controlled by the Illuminati once it gets big enough. It's real simple. And they, Every even, single they, time. they even, never fail. They never fail, and they, ever. And, and, they even, and they even infiltrate uh, the, uh, the patriotic American... Uh, <laughs> uh, pa- pa- patriotic now American, that, okay, pa- that they created from the ground up. They created that, that from the ground up. They infiltrate the patriotic American uh, militias. And that's why I think militias is, is, is a stupid thing to even, you know, talk about you know it's yeah but you wrong. know something um i'm not totally anti-militia they're just being led around with a hook in their nose like everybody else but i mean what are you supposed to do you're supposed to get together with people in your neighborhood at some point along in the future and get together as a community in order to survive you cannot survive unless you alone unless you have a tremendous amount of money and even then you're going to be hiring people to protect you so if you don't if you're, you're alone pro, you're pro you're, militia you're, wow no, 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 I did not say that. I'm saying there's – look, at all through history, people have banded together to protect their families. Do you, does anybody understand that? All through history, people have banded together in times of stress and threat against their family uh, to get power in numbers. This is a tribal system, which we don't have anymore. We're all individuals competing in a, a consumerist culture where you win or lose, depending on how much money you have. You know what I mean? You have the winners and the losers, and we all compete against each other. All through history, before the industrial age, you had villages and communities working together for a common goal. And this is true, and it's still going on outside Western society all around the world. It's only in Western culture that everybody's competing against each other, 
and they forgot about the value of the community. So if you're going to survive in the future, unless you have a tremendous amount of money and pre- preparation and actually you're privileged because if you're just surviving. I, know, I, I, be, I believe in friends getting together and families getting together, but this whole militia thing or whatever, it's just suspicious nowadays. Just a second. If you're a fundamentalist Christian and you've, you've done what you're supposed to do and you've prepared – uh, years in advance uh, to protect your family in a time of stress. You got all your food. You got everything lined up. You know what you've done? I'm not saying don't do that. Actually, you should do that. It's basic common sense because that's what people did all through history. And in America, when they have a uh, you know a bad winter, everybody does that. They, they don't rely on the supermarket because you, you may not be able to drive to the store. So it's basic common sense. People have done it all through history. But guess what? If you do that, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? You're going to have a massive target on your back. Don't think you're not. You're not going to protect. You cannot protect yourself from the Illuminati with guns. What you do with guns is you draw attention to yourself. They view you as a threat, and they're coming to get you. They're not going to do it now because they don't want to wake people up. When they come to get you, it's when it's too late for people to wake up. You can go ahead and wake up too late now. You should have woke up five years ago. When they come to get you, um, it's too late for people to wake up. They're, but they don't want to come get you now because that will wake people up. The government is terrorizing people. It's time for revolution. When the people realize that they need to revolt, it will be too late. And that will be the, the revolution the Illuminati wants. We're all being programmed to revolt. That's what Alex Jones is for. But not until the precise ritualistic movement when they control everything as usual and just move people around like ignorant pawns. They do this all through history because they prey on the ignorance of the common man. He doesn't have any knowledge. He's superstitious, and uh, he doesn't have a clue what's going on. So they just manipulate them, and it's child's play. So you're saying that humanity would actually have an advantage right now if they actually stepped up their game and tried to, you know, overthrow the Illuminati at this very instant? Uh, that would be very foolish. You can't overthrow the Illuminati. Only God can overthrow the Illuminati. You either get that or you don't. It's impossible I meant the to smaller level it. Illuminati. There is no hope to overthrow the Illuminati unless God intervenes on your behalf with the supernatural signs and wonders like Moses and Egypt. Unless that happens, you have no hope. You cannot overthrow them for nothing. They're deeply entrenched. They have technology. They have not even shown you the technology massive, highly advanced, quiet weaponry. You don't have a chance they vaporize you if you become an irritant. Do you understand? Is Alex Jones talking about that kind of technology? You better believe he's not going to. No, no actually, he, no, actually, he brought, he brought up um, the fact that, uh, you know how Dark Vader, he chokes people with his mind and stuff? Well, the police force now actually have a shield now with a button on the back of the shield that they actually literally call the Darth Vader shield. And when they push this button on the back of this uh, bulletproof uh, shield that they have for for riots, it actually chokes your vocal cords and chokes your, your throat out. Yeah, they've got a number of technologies like they're using in London to disperse a riot. And uh, if they don't want you to riot, you're not going to have a riot because they will just uh, bring down the hammer. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll create, uh, you know, they, they could use technology to create a flutter rate in your heart. Uh, I don't think you're going to revolt very much longer once you start sensing that. You know, am I having a heart, having a heart attack here? I don't think this is going too well. I think I'm going to stop rioting. I think I'm having a heart attack. They have that ability. You know that? Yep. They had that ability. The Russians had it supposedly way back in the late 50s. And this is not a big of a deal. They can give you a heart attack from halfway around couldn't the world. You just put, couldn't you just put lead around your chest? 
And that will protect you from some things, not not everything. Oh. And we talked about that before when we talked about the um, target individuals. You know how to protect because yourself. lead lead protected Superman from kryptonite. You know. Well, they were speaking in code. All the Superman stuff, they're speaking in code. So, there's the esoteric and the exoteric, the outer mind. But uh, Superman, we just talked about Superman, Chuck, what was it, two days ago? Yeah, That's you, you talked about him, too. You think that Superman's real. A Superman represents someone that they're mocking in tights and making fun of him. You either get that or you don't. Most people can't process that. They think it's absurd. So that's how they get away with it. I think Eric said something like, I, I, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing. I think he said he thinks that maybe Superman is Satan. You know? What is the um, the last movie that came out? It was Batman versus who? Was it Superman or somebody else? Superman yeah, versus Batman versus Superman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, if you look at the second to the last Superman movie, not that last, not that one, but the second to the last one, Pretty much everybody knew, because it was just in your face, that it, there was all kinds of messianic references in there. Batman so is a demon. Were, Batman's a demon. You know what I'm talking about. They were, yeah. And people were drawing the conclusion that Superman had something to do with Christ. You, you know that, right? That's Bart what I'm Kent. talking about. They were making, they were making it obvious. Uh, it, it's about an individual that's coming that they know all about. The church knows nothing. Uh, well, at least what is actually going to happen. And they're capitalizing on that ignorance and they're mocking people, but they're also communicating various esoteric things that they know that we don't, and they're just throwing it right out there in front of you. But unless you have insider information, you're not going to see anything because you're not supposed to. And that's the way it's supposed to be right down the line. You think, see, on YouTube they give you false esoterica, and you're supposed to be content with that. Well, it sounds esoteric to me. Well, there's such a thing as false esoterica, and those for people who, they, not, they don't have the ability to decipher complex Illuminati propaganda. They're simply unable. So, they sit in darkness. Did you know that everybody on YouTube is qualified to decipher the and decrypt the esoteric? Did you know that? I, let me repeat that. Everybody on YouTube has qualified themselves to decipher and decrypt Illuminati esoterica. They're all, they all have this ability. They, they acquire this ability uh, in less than three years, maybe two, sometimes even less. What do you think about the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the geo... Um What's that called? The geometry or something like that? That has to do with the the numbers and the letters. What's that called? You're talking about sacred sacred geometry. Yeah, that you can actually type into a sacred geometry software program on on computer and like uh, for uh, for example, uh, um, 144 uh, equals death, or 57 equals death. You know. And, well, uh, that's just, well, that's, there's all kinds of different numerology, but there's, there's basic numerology. There's basic biblical numerology. And there's just basic numerology. Just a second. There's basic numerology, period. But numbers represent things just like letters do. It's always been that way. So that's, you're just talking about basics there. But, yeah, that's such genuine. 57 equals death. Is it true or is it not true that in Western culture the number 666 is associated with negativity? Isn't that just a common belief of the people? Yeah. Okay. 
I think it was actually 144 that breaks out into 666. Uh, I haven't heard about that one. Geometry, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, a lot of these events that take place, they have 144 around them or they have 57 around them. Yeah, that's true. I've ran into that kind of thing before. It's interesting. Uh, the number 144 is sacred. It's not the number 144,000. It's the number 144. The number 144,000 is an extension of 144. The best thing is to actually look at the number 144 as a base number. I'm not saying it is, but it's an important number that you build off of, you know. You know, it's like with 11s, you know, 33 is a multiple of 11. So with 66, six times, 11, six times 11, you know what I mean? The base numbers are more important. <clears throat> Have you seen the, uh, like the, 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 the correlation between o- o- Obama and uh, Abraham Lincoln? Like, there's a lot. Well, if there is, they're all manufactured just like John F. Kennedy. They were obviously manufactured. There's no way that all that could be coincidence. If it or was, was it JFK and, and Abraham? I think it was JFK and Abraham. Oh, yeah. okay. You got them confused. Yeah, we've talked about that before. See, what they're doing is they're telling you we manufacture history. All your presidents, your entire political system is completely utterly fake. Because if we can control history at that kind of level of fulfillment, you can throw everything out the window. We're, they're actually telling you we manufacture it all. Unless you want to believe that that was uh, all coincidence. Now, that's what's called a coincidence theorist. And you could, you could pull some of it off. You, know, you could have a secretary of JFK actually be called Lincoln. Okay? But you can't have too many data points. Because you don't see these kind of things come together in a natural process. So that tells you there's an external control which means it's business as usual. We're just manufacturing everything. What we're going to do here, we're actually going to tell you, we're going to shove it in your face because we're so arrogant, but you, because you have the missing data, you're not going to be able to comprehend what this is about. For instance, New Agents will say, well, this has to do with cosmic synchronicity. Stop and think about that. Now, what are we saying? All these um, you know, unusual parallels between uh, Abraham Lincoln and JFK are actually explained away with cosmic Synchronicity. What do you like about that theory? Does that sound real cosmic to you? This is what happens when you're a new ager and you're not into conspiracies. You try to explain it away some other way. You know what I mean? But you don't have a clue. They got all kinds of uh, new agers on YouTube explaining away, you know, here's how reality works. Completely and utterly clueless. They don't know where they're coming or going. These people are so confused. Um... If they were edge of the cliff, they'd drop off. They wouldn't even know which direction to go to avoid certain death. Right off the edge of the cliff. They don't even see the cliff. They don't even know they're on a cliff. That's how delusional they are. They don't know where they're coming or going. That's where most people are at today. They're so confused. They're so baffled. They're subject to glamour. Their entire environment is glamour. I'm not talking about glamour magazine or, you know, Models walking down a runway. This is Illuminati glamour. It's um, like false light. Like, wow, look at the glow of that. And uh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, it's manufactured false light from Illuminati for various purposes. 
And uh, people live in a delusional state from day to day, and then they go into a coffin. They never figure out anything significant in their entire life. Show me one conspiracy that the common man figures out over 60, 70 years. He can't figure anything out. He's not intelligent enough. He can absorb tier two propaganda. They, they do that pretty good. Stop and think about the common man. What does he, you know, the average person, uh, and we're talking about not just the average person, but the great majority of people, what do they figure out a, a, a significant conspiracy along the way? What is it that they – if you can't even figure out Oswald and Pearl Harbor, you're done. You're an idiot. Next, they can't even figure that out. You know what I mean? They're still trying to figure out, you know, are ghosts real? Did Oswald shoot the gun? They go through their whole life. Well, you know, maybe. They're not sure. You know what I mean? But how, do you, how do you know? How do you know? See, they don't even know. They don't even know how to know. They don't know how. They go through their entire life, you know, is there life after death? Are ghosts for real? Do you realize the average person is actually in this state? They cannot figure anything out that's significant. They don't know. I don't know. Do you think there's life after death? I don't know. And so when you listen to Coast to, when you listen to Coast, to Coast AM, this is why they reel out, the, reel out these super boring guests that talk about, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to talk about life after death again. You know why they do that? Because most people are so puzzled. They live their entire life trying to figure out whether it's life after death. They don't know. I was just they listening to the 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 authority. They, they don't have a Bible. How do they going to know what's true? They don't know. The guy his name is Bell, right? Bell? Asian Art Bell? Asian Art Bayall? Yeah, Art Bayall. Asian Art Bayall. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to him last night and uh, there was a, what was it, a caller in, what, I think, what was it, 2011 or something? I can't remember. Uh, and, and he claimed to be calling uh, from uh, the Area 51 area and, and he was crying and he, and, and, and he, and he said uh, that, you know, the, that the aliens are taking over every fracture of society from the military to the politicians to the police and all that or whatever, you know? And then, and then I was like, you know, because the name of the video is this. This S H I T is real, uh, and uh, you know, and then he gets cut off, and then the backup system comes on, uh, and Bell Bell uh, Art uh, he 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 says, "Whoa, what just happened here? I'm on my backup system here, and we just lost this guy. Uh, like they they it just cut, and then." What, he called back a year later, I think it was? Okay, this is not the guy who flew over Area 51 and then went dead. He was in an airplane, and he was on talking to Art. You're not talking about that one, right? You're talking about a different yeah, one. Yeah, he was scared. He was scared, yeah. I listened but, to both of those live. Believe it or not, I was actually listening live. Yeah. So classic Art Bell. You can find it on YouTube. But uh, I've talked about that in the show. You know, the guy that flew over it, yeah, I, you know, I, I, there's a strong desire there or tendency to say it was fake, you know, because there's been so much fakery on that show, and they're just accountable for absolutely nothing. Just one scam after another, they're not accountable for anything. Alien His scam. His equipment shut down. His whole equipment unbelievable. shut down. But um, I'm not sure about I mean, it's possible, but, I, you know, based on the nature of that show, it had to be probably fake, unfortunately. It sounded real, though, you know. Oh, yeah. The guy that was... The guy that was flying, because he had, you know, you, 
he was doing a good job, you know. If he, I'm assuming it was fake. He, he sounded like he had this real tension. Uh, he sounded, you know, like he was kind of um, crying. Yeah. Uh, well, you're talking about a different audio. I know the one you're talking about. But the guy was kind of like naive. Uh, he was just forging. He said, like, this he, he is said, really he stupid. Said, Why do you want to do I, this? Yeah, he said they're they're going to triangulate me any any moment now. They're going to triangulate on me, and then they boop, he's gone. Okay, you might be confusing two of them together, like merging them together. Right. I mean, you sound like you got two stories going there. So from coast to coast, those are classic stories, though. Yeah. I, I then he had then he had an episode where he was he he was calling and asking Antichrist uh, uh, to to call in the show like if you think you're the Antichrist call in and he had like what thirteen Antichrist call in the show. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those callers are staged. They're fake. It took me years yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. The evidence is overwhelming after a certain point. You can see the thing is staged. For various reasons, sometimes they're just trying to trying to create an amusing show. But yeah, they have fake callers that call in, and they're fake. I mean, it could be CIA operatives or whatever. Uh, they're not going to roll out the truth there for you. They're going to get involved there and uh, you know lead you this way and that way and try to. And if you think it's funny, you know, that people believe this kind of nonsense because it's just a circus act. That's what that show is. I, I call it coast to coast propaganda because that's what it is. And there's no question. I mean, my God, over. It's not over 50% of that stuff is false. It, it must be up there at least 75% of it. Even though the shows that they do on alternative health are, like, really high quality, they got so much garbage. I mean, when they're talking about aliens, oh, my God, almost everything is false. When they start talking about aliens, hardly anything is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this is that guy that uh, is on uh, BTV or something like that. Uh, Bear, Bear Roth TV or Bear Bang Bang Roth or Bang Soft TV or something. I can't I can't make it out. He's talking about the. Um, it's kind of like a National Geographic type of uh, type of thing. Just li- listen to this. He's talking about the thing that you were confused about about the uh, the lightning with the volcano. As the Sakurajima volcano in southern Japan erupts a series of times, volcanic lightning in the ash cloud is clearly visible, a phenomenon that is rarely seen and not fully understood by scientists. Mark Chegler is a photographer who specializes in shooting volcanoes. In his career, he's climbed over 40, many of them several times. In early March, he was studying the Sakurajima volcano in Japan and witnessed several eruptions. Volcanic lightning is rare to observe, as it only usually occurs at large eruptions. But this seems to be a hot spot where it can be seen frequently. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, that's got to be fake or whatever. I mean, lightning uh, bolts coming... I'm actually thinking that, that this is a natural phenomenon that's well recognized. I'm leaning in that direction. He said volcanic lightning. I think it could be natural. I, I allowed for that possibility when you mentioned this, because I never heard of it before. I don't. I don't have a problem with this at this point. Huh. 
Well, I, I thought that it might have been like Harp or something like that, you know, where they have the capability of having lightning come up. I wouldn't pay too much attention to Harp. They play all kinds of things on Harp, and that's just misdirection. You know, what's the solution for this? Harp. What about this? Harp. What's doing this? Harp. What's causing that? Harp. What's the biggest problem in America today? Harp. That's all. Speaking of Harp. It's misdirection. Speaking of the program Harp, um, the the musical instrument Harp, I heard that the demons, unclean spirits don't like Harps. Okay. uh, Everything is frequency. And one of the best expressions of frequency is actually uh, musical tones because they're all frequencies. Okay, so all energy travels from point A to point B in a spiral fashion. And there's left spin energy that spins to the left, and there's right spin energy. This is where Johnny's talking about organizing, okay? Um, demons do not like what we call positive right spin energy. It's not going to destroy them. They're spirits. They can't be destroyed, okay? They don't like it. Okay, but if they get an order to go do something, uh, just like a soldier who has to guard an empty tent, they don't like it, but they have to do it, or the punishment will be more severe. So they're going to tolerate the energy that they don't like. That doesn't mean they're going to leave. You're not going to chase them away with a piece of organite. This is completely absurd. You're not going to drive a demon away with organite. They don't like it. Hey, there's an easy way to explain this. You know something? When you're doing an exorcism, and you start bringing down the hammer on these demons... Do they say, oh, that's too much, I'm out of here? You know what they do? They, 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 they take their talons and they dig them in further and they hold on for dear life and they refuse to budge. Uh, why in the heck are you going to believe that a piece of organite is going to do anything different? If you can't get that demon out in exorcism without a heck of a lot of effort, which may take more than one night, how are you going to wheel out a piece of organite and drive all the demons away? This is unbelievably simplistic. And somebody needs to be responsible for these absurdities. Well, Layla got, cho- Layla got choked by a demon before in, in her sleep, and I had to, like, hear her b- briefly, like, not being able to breathe, and then I went in, and, like, and then Johnny, he sent me some organ, like, the next day or so, give or take, and then, uh, you know, it all went away. Okay. It's, that's a common phenomenon that much has been written about. I've experienced it. Actually, a lot of people have. I would be willing to say that over 50% of Americans have, have experienced that kind of phenomena at least one time. Let's give an example. You're lying on a couch, and you feel this um, kind of a supernatural pressing down like on your chest, and then you experience the inability to move. Not so this good. Is normally caught, this is normally caused by a demon. Not good. Now, it, it normally does not manifest two days in a row. So you could get the organite from Johnny the next day and credit the organite with making the demon go. No. Unless there's an ongoing problem that, you know, the problem was there every day and you bought the organite and put it around uh, your wife and the problem goes away. Now, then you'd have some credibility. You yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did. With how many pieces of organite? Um, there was like six pieces of organite. Okay. It may be true, I'm not saying this is true, but it may be impossible to drive any demon away with organite, ever. How do you know that a demon is going to back up and leave? It may be one thing to back up and actually leave, because I don't like the energy here. You know that, as a general rule, demons are commanded by someone behind them to do something. This is a hard structure. They have to follow out the order, whether it hurts or not. 
Solomon had a special ring that drives them uh, to you know away. That's found in medieval uh, Illuminati forgeries. That's not in the Bible anymore. But there's there's truth in that. They're, they make some truth in there. That's what I believe. But you know that's that's a that's a that's actually a magical text. I think you're talking about the Key of Solomon. You can uh, Wikipedia that the Key of Solomon. There was a ring it. given to him by the Most High. According to uh, that forgery, yeah, it says oh. that. Yeah, it's a forgery. Oh, fill me in. I don't know. I, I just heard. Well, you know? my, my view my view is they're actually taking uh, esoteric truths that Solomon knew, and none of you can prove anymore because we have too much lost knowledge, and they're actually putting these these truths, which are significant, into a forged text. And then mixing it up with deliberate, obvious forgeries and, uh, you know, stirring it up and serving it up to the people. And Johnny said that the only way that Oregon is really effective around de- 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 demonically possessed uh, p- people or reptilians or whatever you want to call them, he said that the only way that it really is significant is if you have at least seven pounds of Oregon around, uh, on you. Seven pounds? At least seven pounds. That's what he said. Yeah, Johnny said that. Yeah, you you said that you that's a, a good way to 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 tell who's human and who's not human is by having that much on you at least. I've never heard him say that. So he always tells me that. Yeah, and and it, I believe that too because I mean seven pounds. Uh, you know. Um, he said that. He said that to me too, Dave. Okay, he's never told me that, but it sounds like, um, you know, getting an uh, orgone accumulator, which is actually a box, and hiding from the demons. And if we get in this orgone accumulator, everything will be okay. The demons can't come here. I'm saying hey. if, the, if, the, if the demons are ordered to be there, they're going to be there and suffer. They don't have a choice. they got to suffer and endure. They don't like the energy, but they're not going to flee. That's my position. They even had a reference to Oregon in the the original movie Ghostbusters about when uh, they their their Ghostbusters machine broke down or something like that. The geeky guy or whatever, he's like, "We're gonna need some more Oregon for this thing or something," you know? He said Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oregon is supposed to be an energy like the life force, and Oregonite is a uh, that, that's a product that you manufacture. Mm-hmm. It produces orgone. I'm just oh. saying that because, you know. <clears throat> well, then why did the Illuminati card game, uh, the the, Steve, the guy Steve Jackson or whatever, he, 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 got, he, he got sued. He got sued and sent to court. Um, and, and, they, and they tried to... Uh, they they tried to they tried to um put charges against him, the Illuminati, but they didn't stick. And and the guy was from Texas. Uh that's where the card game originated, Texas. Uh, Steve Jackson's Illuminati nineteen ninety eighty three card game. And, and and it's got this it that's the same place where Alex Jones and Ron Paul are from. And there's an Alex Jones Ron Paul card. And and there's also another card that says agent in place. Mhm. Yeah, I've seen that. So let me ask you a question: Who who manufactured the Illuminati cards? You know, Steve Jackson. You believe that? Yes, it was Steve Jackson. 
Okay, let me ask you if you have a problem with the following statement. You ready? The Illuminati manufactured Illuminati cards. Do you have a problem with that statement? No, it was Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson did it. Did you know that, that most people have the simplistic view that the Illuminati cards are exposing the Illuminati's agenda? Did you know that that's what most people believe? Did you know that the Illuminati manufactured the uh, Illuminati cards to give you a false Illuminati agenda? But see, your ego wants to believe that you know the truth, and this is why you fall for these absurdities. They even, they even form, took his computer. They even took, Steve Jackson, they even took Steve Jackson's computer and, 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 and took off all the stuff that he had on his computer and stuff and confiscated all the stuff that he had. That's like, exactly right. That's a typical technique they do to make it legitimate, especially if people start to figure it out. And uh, then they'll step it up a little bit and throw them on this way or that the way. The game came out just around the same time that the Magic's card game was coming out. Mm -hmm. And that was the same time that, you know, Pogs and Slammers were the cool thing or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, These oh, are little wow. things. These are little things they do along the way to try to misdirect the simple mind from believing that the Illuminati cards are actually from the Illuminati. Oh, they're not really from the Illuminati. They're exposing Illuminati. And you know the Illuminati just want to be exposed, so therefore these cards are not from the Illuminati. And that will get most people, okay? But there's no, proof, there's no proof that they came from the Illuminati. Uh, in a system of control, when you have a card game that emerges out of nowhere, uh, you're going to assume that it's propaganda as usual in a system of control. So it really depends on whether it's a system of control. Because, see, anything that's widely promoted is it's all under control as usual. Once it gets enough publicity, in a system of control, you don't have significant publicity unless they're publicized, and that's what they want. See, the, most, the things that you're exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't care if it's YouTube conspiracies, those are the things that the Illuminati wants you to think about today. Here's what, are you a conspiracy researcher? Okay, we got you. Here's what you're going to think about today or this week. We've got it all lined up just for you. It's called Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4 Propaganda, and that will sink just about everybody. Hardly anybody will survive because their ego wants to believe we're discovering all these esoteric truths that nobody knows about. You decide off yourself. Well, Your you know what? You. Even, even if the person is wrong about what it is that they're thinking, even if I'm wrong about what I'm thinking, there's an old saying out there that says whether you think you're right or you think you're wrong, you're always right. Well, there's an old saying uh, from last week that I just made up that uh, you don't know what you don't know, and that's the problem with people on, on YouTube. They don't know how ignorant they are. So, they so just no matter what, you're always right. Even if you're they don't know how ignorant they are, but they just proceed uh, full steam ahead, believing that they have uh, can decipher all this Illuminati propaganda. They don't even know what they're talking about. And I'm not saying that even if you're wrong, you're right. What I mean is that they're right in their in their mind. <laughs> Well, the people on YouTube, they have way too many foundational, um, you know, truths that are false to be able to figure out anything significant when it comes to anything esoteric, truly esoteric. The foundations are false. You cannot discover these esoteric truths with all these false foundations. Well, our Freeman Fly does a good job. Uh, well, he's an obvious uh, either a slave or... Uh, some kind of operative with some degree of knowledge. He actually claims his father was an important Illuminati. It makes him immediately suspicious. He's using an old tried and true method of saying, you know, my father was Illuminati, but I broke away. I saw the light, and I'm here to help you. Uh, that'll fool some people. It's not going to fool me. Because they're always going to have a few of those people out there.
Jimmy. He presents himself as, well, I'm just kind of a happy-go-lucky guy. You know, I'm not chasing money. And uh, it's kind of interesting how he makes a living uh, just traveling around and uh, just going from uh, one um, one of these little festivals to another, what are they called, Earth Festivals or something like that. He's always there at the Earth, what do they call them? Uh, the Burning Man? Uh, stuff like that, I think. So those type of festivals. <clears throat> he's got funding, but he, he poor mouths a lot. And I'm always suspicious of those people. They, there's a, there are a dime a dozen out there. That, I mean, we, Chuck and I were just talking about a guy the other day. I mean, um, they're pretending like they don't have any money. And then the reason they do that is because um, you will think that, well, he's one of us. He's flat broke. No, that was there to make you believe that he's one of one of us. You see, no, that's just another psyop. Well, a you person is in a shell just because they asked for a donation, you know? Did you know that it's a child's play for a skilled magician to fool every single person in the audience that doesn't know how the trick is actually done? Every single person in the audience will be fooled by the skilled professional magician. Not one single person will be able to figure it out. Unless they have inside knowledge about how the trick is done, they don't know nothing. They can speculate till they're blue in the face. Just ask Emily. You cannot figure these tricks out. I never figured out any of them. I had to buy the, the trick, pay money. Oh, come on. It's a trap door. When I was a kid, I couldn't figure out one single trick. I didn't figure out nothing. I had to buy it's it. And when you buy, you buy the trick, these are common traditional tricks, but you still don't know them unless you buy the trick. You know? And I used to be able to fool everybody. Nobody ever figured out anything. And I had uncles in my family because I used to do these little tricks. You know, They would get mad at me because it was like, their perception was like, well, this is it's like they're smarter than I am. You know what I mean? Like they don't like being beat by a little kid playing chess. See, most people have a their ego, their male ego was programmed. Okay, uh, we've talked about this before, and uh, if they view it as being threatened, they will exert themselves, like fluff, them, fluff themselves up like a rooster to make themselves look bigger than they really are. And defend themselves because you're cha- you're challenging my intelligence, okay? Because it's obvious that I don't have a clue how you're doing this. It's irritating me, you know. Well, that's the way it is with everybody. If you don't know how the trick is done, you sit in darkness. And people think they can decipher this Illuminati propaganda. It's absolutely ludicrous. A lot of these guys, in my opinion, they're not even close. They're not even close. And the people that follow them, that support their YouTube channels, uh, I'm not sure who's delusional. I'd have to probably think about it for a while. <clears throat> the mindless followers of the false esoterica that comes from a Illuminati think tank, and everyone believes they're enlightened, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You're doing just fine. Everything's proceeding wonderfully. Now you're even in the worst state. You're absorbing propaganda, more propaganda than you were before because you're actually searching and researching, but you're convincing yourself that you have discovered the truth. That is the delusion. Okay? Everybody, let's face it. If you poke around YouTube long enough, you are going to want to believe that you've discovered the truth. Ask yourself this question. Is that what they want you to believe? Oh, of course. Did you discover the truth? Almost certainly not, not at any significant level. And the things that you did absorb that were true, 
are things that they threw out there to titillate you so you would you would uh, absorb their big lies along the way. Because the big lies are where they're going to sink you. You know what I mean? That's where they're going to sink you. Anything else? You you guys can contribute here if you want to, Emily or Chuck or anybody else. I've been talking for hours. So. I had no expectation that I would be doing this. I actually said I don't, I'm not motivated to talk and I feel kind of lazy and I've already been talking for quite a while. So, But here we go anyway, see? Mm-hmm. Remember, I, no, I said that, didn't I, Chuck? I said yes, that, didn't you I? did. So did you expect me to go on this kind of high energy? You are you are on such a good role, Dave. You know it's kind of hard to stop you when you're you're making when you're making sense and teaching. You know, well, it just shows you I can pull it off anyway, even when I'm apathetic and low energy. Yeah, just 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 an observation from back when you were talking. It's um, I think that they're doing all this, uh, especially now and more and more, making these stories up like YouTube, and they're getting out there. So when the real truth does come. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna seem like to be one of their parlor tricks again. You know what I mean? Yeah. What so, they're doing. Uh, I, I've said this basically, but they're prepping uh, everybody for a massive influx of truth. An easy way to understand that: just look at the flyer of psyop. Okay. I said uh-huh. there's significant truth in there, but there's going to be a, a massive influx of of truth that has to do with cosmology, and they're prepping you to reject that. Just like you know. Um, they are prepping you to believe that Christ is uh, the Antichrist. Uh-huh. That's what. That's the way. They, that's the way they work. So that propaganda is directed every single human soul. If you're exposed to technology, you've been exposed to the propaganda. That's the way they do things. Do you think that they would want to, uh, you know, create confusion about who uh, Christ is and the Antichrist? Well, of course they are. Well, that's a stupid question. So therefore, they did. Would they do that? Uh, well, how about movies about the Antichrist? You know what I mean? Sure. That would be a good place. So, gee, I wonder if they did that. Well, actually, every movie about the Antichrist is propaganda about the Antichrist. But where do the pe- the average man, you know where they get the perception of the Antichrist? From Illuminati propaganda, mainly exactly. movies. That's your perception of the Antichrist. Well, that was just propaganda, too. Oh, but see, people see, notice how they want to believe these things. They don't want to do research. That takes too much effort. But they want to believe that they can discover the truth through Illuminati programming. This is what you're doing on YouTube. I can discover right. the truth through Illuminati programming. Well, you can discover some truth and not very much. They're too smart. No, no, no. I'm, try- I'm trying to say that that's the last beacon of hope. I've always tried to tell you that because it's, it's, it's video. If, if you can get it with your camera and, and not – not this is why you do your own YouTube channel and you don't you don't you don't watch someone else's preferably. Mm-hmm. I mean you can do that if you want, but but then you can discover it and prove it for yourself or whatever by putting the camera to like for example uh the Matrix movie and then you see Neo and he's unplugging himself from the system or whatever and then you see these claws from his hands, and I'm like, wait a second, what does claws have to do with the Matrix? Nothing. Channing Nothing, Network. and you and you have to do you have to do it on Blu-ray. That's the best way to do it. See, Channing, that's that's a that's not your camera though. That's somebody else's camera. How do you know they didn't play with that camera and uh, the editing and stuff like that to actually put that in there? So the guy like Channing would find that. Think no, 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 no. My camera. My camera. You do it with my my camera, or you do it with your camera. You yeah, do it with your your own camera. 
but what you're observe but what you're observing is not something you filmed, something somebody else filmed. How do you know they didn't put that in there just so you would find that and think you found truth? You know, like a, a misdirection or a psyop. You know, you just don't know, right? You know what I mean? I don't play the the. If it's, if it's in there, I, I, if it's I, I, in I, there, I, I I don't play the. You just don't know. Game. If it's in there, Jenny, your volume dropped, Channing. Your volume dropped, Jenny. If it's in there, they they know it's in there and they left it in there for a purpose. They're not going to make a mistake like that. Oh, we 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 messed up, and they they now know that, you know, that he's a reptilian. You know, they they think he left <laughs> that in there so you would find that to say. Guess what I discovered? They they messed up and they left it in there. He's a reptilian. See, they they, they left it in there so you would get that that uh, that deductive thought pattern going. Okay. <laughs> hey, people do. You guys people know, do not not there's not that many people that think about that kind of stuff. There's more people that think about the flat Earth than they they. No 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 no. no. I, I, I bet you that video. I I bet you that video because somebody said, "Look what's in this movie." That's got millions of hits. So now millions of people have seen that video. Thinking that actor's a reptilian. You see what I'm saying? They don't. They don't. They don't make mistakes. They put that in there for their for uh for you for millions of people to see that to psyop them. That's what's going on there. Okay. Yeah, but 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 but, but I think that there's two different kinds of reptilians. There's there's the physical one, which masquerades as a human and is actually probably maybe green underneath or whatever. And then there's the spiritual one or whatever. Which yeah. you know, if you think about it, the the the, the devil is, is a serpent. He's a dragon. He's yeah. We've talked about yeah. that. Yeah. He's he's now, yeah. Now, Chenny, he's what you were saying, I, I, I agreed with the first part when you started off. What you were saying, if it was your video, or you, uh, you know, you took some video, or you experienced, or you saw it, or you recorded it, and you controlled the recording, I, I'm right there with you on that. Then you know that's very interesting. You know, but anything mm-hmm. that you see on YouTube or the bait that comes down from YouTube. You don't know what they've done to it, and uh, you don't know that. Back to what you just said, you don't know the reality or the spiritual or the spiritual reality behind it. You know that, that that's no. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Blu-ray. That's Blu-ray. how they operate, though. Mm-hmm. This is this is how they pull their magic off. Okay, this is how they operate. All right. What are you saying have... about Blu-ray? They control Blu-ray. What are you trying to say about that, Jim? A Blu-ray has got has got the has got the best most highest definition uh, uh, possible for for watching a DVD because, well, on the market okay. there is nothing better uh, than Blu-ray. Okay. That's the only thing that they have right Channing, now. Channing, do you understand that you cannot use any digital imagery to infallibly prove anything? Do you understand that? Did you know the Illuminati do not want you to believe that? They want you to believe that you can prove things because obviously. They have a lot of propaganda that has to do with digital imagery, so they don't want you to believe that. But that's the truth. You, how are you going to balance anything do this, with a digital you image? This, you can do this with yourself too. You don't even need to do it with a watch, 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 and something okay, well, you're talking about or anything like that. Different. You, all I'm you talking... have to do is just get really, really, okay. really, 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 really angry. Get really, really, really angry and mean it, or, or try <laughs> to, and film it, and film it, and okay, tell me okay, if you okay. don't. Tell me if you don't see something, something, okay. some, some sort of entity okay. there if, in, in the slow frame by frame. Okay. When I talk about that, I'm only talking about one thing, and that's digital imagery from the Illuminati. You're talking about a little project at home you're doing, right? 
Yeah, but I, I, I'm saying reptilians, they're very, very hostile beings, and they, and they have all they can do to control their, their, their hostileness. Why do you think, you know, when you see these police brutality and stuff or whatever, and not, you know, there's a very good chance it could be a reptilian or whatever. You know, it, you know, it's just, you know, you, you could take a, you take a video of, you, of yourself and, and do frame by frame with a good HD quality uh, video camera and, and tell me if you don't see some sort of uh, entity uh, emerging like orb or uh, uh, different patches in your skin and stuff happening in the frame by frame uh, after fil- filming yourself with getting angry and stuff. I mean, you got to uh-huh. do something that Satan would do, you know, which would be basically, you know, Iniquity. Well, how do you just know it's just not the camera playing tricks with you? Cameras. That's that's what I was going to ask Chuck. So you're saying that you don't have certainty with that because they created the, the, the technology from the ground up, just like all computers have a back door. Cameras can see ghosts. Uh, they can see some ghosts. I actually admit that. Yeah. Yes. At least I think that's true. I mean, I I hold to that opinion. I could be wrong. I think so. Yeah, they've been photographed. Yeah. If your if your house is, is 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 haunted, you can just have a have an old tape recorder and just let it sit there overnight, and then play it back, and you'll probably hear nothing but just still quietness, and then you'll hear a or something like that, and be like, "What?" You know, and and you're like, "Wait a second, that's weird. House is haunted." You know. There's different type of ghosts, you know. Some of them are just electromagnetic imprints on the local environment because of a powerful emotional event that leaves a frequency signature that is identifiable with the human eye, and it repeats itself over and over, and these are what's called non-interactive ghosts. And it has to basically do with um, energy structures, they don't dissolve. They keep manifesting. So have over and over you again. have you heard about the have you heard about the conspiracy of do not go to the light when you die? Yeah, that's on the Art Bell show. That's diabolical and satanic. Art Bell used to talk about that for years. What what is that all about? Do not go to the light when you die because you know it's I, a I, it may be, it may be wonder because you know Satan he can masquerade as an angel of light so he could be at the end of the tunnel. That's just simple propaganda from Satanists um, who, who despise the light, despise God, and say, go away with it when you die. You see that? It doesn't really matter because when you die, you don't have a choice to go left left or right. Right, Chuck? Wow. You go so where they, you're right. They, 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 create, they create propaganda, which is just, uh, you know, uh, just for uh, podcast views, YouTube views, or whatever. And, and, and really, you, you're saying you don't have a choice. When you die, you don't have a choice. It's too late. You're supposed to make a choice before you die. Oh, okay. so is yeah. there really is there really a light at the, is there really a light like on your show out of the darkness into the light? Uh, you can surmise certain things through logical deduction, and God is a light, and He's the source of light. If you proceed towards God, you, know, you don't want to make too much of a big thing out of this, but you could uh, posit the theory which should be reasonably logical that uh, you should see light. Because God wow. is light. 
But that doesn't, that doesn't prove all these uh, life after death experiences. Most of the stuff is either manufactured by demons or just completely made up out of nowhere. What about the verse about how it talks about some shall wake up to everlasting shame and then some shall wake up to everlasting like righteousness or however that goes? I can't remember. Well, the word is it's being mistranslated. You're talking about are you talking about Matthew twenty uh, five? I think. Okay. What about it? What is that waking up to everlasting shame? Okay. This is a, probably the number one proof text that um, people who believe in an eternal hell uh, try to use um, because they say, according to this, if you take the Bible literally, the uh, the judgment of the wicked is um, the same as the judgment of the righteous because they're both in these places for the same period of time, which is actually forever. This is what they teach, okay? Do they ever talk about <clears throat> that the creation itself has an end? Because that you can easily dissolve that if the creation itself has an end, because that means that it's not everlasting. You but heaven, I mean? the he, but but Shem, I am heaven. It, 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 I mean, you know, the the, the the heavenly realm that doesn't that doesn't have an end, does it? Yes, heaven is well, a created so, place. It has an origin. Eventually, it's dissolved. So where does everybody go? That that goes. To, to, to heaven after it ceases to exist. They go to a superior realm that we were just talking about today. It's called the eternal realm. That's where God dwells through all eternity. He doesn't dwell in a created place. And then that's when the law is done away with, right? Because that's because uh, the law you know, the is done away in the first three. It, it shall not be done away with until heaven and earth pass away, as it says. Yeah, it passed, the earth passed away in the first century. Ask yourself this question. Do you see any Christians at all, in any kind of, not a serious discussion, but any kind of discussion about a massive cataclysm in the first century that would perfectly explain uh, John chapter 5, what Jesus is talking about that. He's clearly saying that the law will be intact until the, uh, the world comes to an end. Well, it did come to an end. Okay, so do we have, just a second, do we have any discussions of Christianity trying to prove that the world did not come to an end in relationship to what Jesus said about the Torah? Do we have any discussions about that? They don't discuss about the, the age coming to an end in the first century unless they're preterists. Those are the only people that talk about it. I've never seen an exception. And those people are highly confused. Yeah, obviously anybody who says that all Bible prophecy is fulfilled is confused because um, it's impossible to prove that. You'd have to have absolute knowledge of all Bible prophecy, and the only person who has that is God. I believe what you believe, that a lot of it is double prophecy. That's a double fulfillment. That's a different subject. Yeah. yeah that's true, yeah. But you don't, you don't know about that either unless you have revelation. How do you know it's a double fulfillment? If you can't tell by the context, you have to have revelation. What is the concept and doctrine of the double fulfillment doctrine? Well, there's different types of it, but typically you have a, um, it's called a 
prototypical event. It has to do with the subject of typology. And so you have a preliminary event that, that, um, that manifests in a second event farther along a historical timeline, but they have parallels. They have commonalities. So typically, you have a, an initial and then a secondary, and a, and a secondary fulfillment. And so typically, the, the prototypical event is a shadow. It's a type of what's to come. So the complete fulfillment in detail is the latter event, but there are exceptions to that rule. Sometimes the initial event uh, is fulfilled in totality, and what occurs later is a shadow of what already occurred, but usually it's in reverse. So, so you, have, you have anti-types and types, yes. and you have events that are a prototype events to come later. There's many examples of this in the Bible. They're all over the place. That's the study of typology. So. And it, like I said before, it has the word typos in Greek in 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10 actually teaches, teaches biblical typology and uses the Greek word typos. That's where we get typology. I'm eating something here. You guys are welcome to contribute. Yeah, I was thinking there's, there was quite a lot of those uh, typologies with Jesus, but Jesus ministry too. I mean, he talks about it all the way through the New Testament. Yeah, yeah because all these um, patriarchal figures, according to scholars, are prototypes. There's, there's the word prototypes of Christ. Yep, prototypes. Uh-huh. That's what they say, uh-huh. and I agree. Uh-huh. With them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even people like Gideon, according to what they say. He was a, a type of Christ. Right. I was going to ask a crazy question earlier. I was thinking about when you guys were talking, and I, I, I kind of know the answer, but I think I'll, I think I'll ask it anyway, Dave, okay? Um, and uh, what, you're, what you're talking about, um, uh, for, uh, how do you um, – here was kind of the question. Well, how do you know this, Dave? How do you, how do you decipher this about what the Illuminati is doing? And um, I think the um, – I guess you have to know about the Illuminati before you know the tricks they're playing to be able to understand what they're doing and see what they're doing. And the question was okay. going to be like, how, where did you get this knowledge or how do you Okay, they don't, they don't write it down and they don't tell you. They don't give you a guidebook, right? Okay, right, that's my, it's that's not my that hard. You uh, have the witness of history. The Illuminati has worked all through history, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so they left, left behind their handiwork, right? Now stop and think about this. The common man is immersed in a profound state of ignorance century after century. So it, it's completely laughable about how hard they have to work to fool these people. They don't have to work at all. Right. right. But they want to fool as many people as possible. Now stop and think if that's true. Do they want to fool as many people as possible? Absolutely. And as easy as possible, yes. Okay, yes. The, the, the people are ignorant. The common man is always ignorant all through history, Okay. He's becoming increasingly ignorant. Everything is deteriorating at every single conceivable level. And uh, so the common man is ignorant. Okay? And so in order to fool him, they have to keep things simple. Otherwise, he'll get confused and he will not be able to digest the propaganda. So the propaganda has to be simple in order to obtain a high level of efficiency which has to do with fooling as many people as possible. Okay, 
So this is the way they're going to do it. Are you with me so far? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the reason they're going to do it this way is because this obtains the very best results. In other words, it has the best efficiency. Now, uh-huh. check this out. If you're going to follow that method, which is the very best method, you're going to have to cut your losses. Now, here's why. Because you're going to have to follow detectable patterns in order to obtain the highest efficiency. You see that? Yes, yes. You're going to do this all through history. Now, guess what? If someone like me comes along specifically looking for these patterns, you know what's going to uh-huh. happen? I'm going to discover them. You yeah. know why? Because they're there. If you don't discover them, uh, it's because you're not looking. You should be able to see some things because they always follow patterns that that um, have to do with the highest efficiency, which is fooling the most people. So uh-huh. guess what's going to happen? You're going to see these redundant patterns over and over all through history. Uh-huh. This has to do with answering your question. Absolutely. You can identify them. Yes, you can. You can see. And the best way you can do it is with redundant numerology, mathematics. This is where they live. They have the imprint all over 9-11. There's so many uh, usages of the number 11 in so many unbelievably varied ways. I don't think you could take all that numerology and put it on one website, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, they were all over that. You know, it's called Illuminati Signature. You know, we did this, you know, and it has to do with 11, it has to do with 9, and we just take it and just run with it, and it's just all over the place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, the average person, he doesn't know anything about that. If he did, it was probably because he watched a YouTube video that will reveal some of that stuff, and it's real, you know what I mean? Right, right, Because they've been doing this all through history. All through history, they've been doing it. Is this why you associate your show as a, uh, uh, a conspiracy? You bring a conspiracy thing up in your show because it's uh, it's the conspiracy what they're doing, and so you basically talk about the conspiracies, right? And, and we're talking about what you're seeing right now through the patterns you you've noticed in the past and stuff, and uh, um, and so you you detect and uh, expose conspiracies. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, okay. what, what what we're talking about actually is a psyop within a psyop. Yet the great majority of people who are thinking conspiratorially, for some reason, they're not able to see. I think yeah. when they discover something, they latch on on an emotional level and go, I discovered something, and they reward themselves. It's, Sorry, bud, that's too early. Yeah. You only know a piece of the pie. There's more. There's veils that you have to penetrate, but you, you, you relax, you know, pat yourself on the back, and then you go on to the next subject. No, no, you need to stay right here. There's more you need to learn, but they don't do that. And they flip from one subject to another, and it's basically just tier two propaganda, and they never get to the, to the real secret of anything. Because they don't right. persevere, they assume they've discovered the truth. If you assume you discovered the truth, then you're, you just sunk yourself. Oh, because now you're not going The reptilians, they got the, uh, the, they got their trademark uh, on the, the children's uh, school book, uh, the magic school bus. Uh, uh, children's school books. They got a little lizard in the corner, and what what do they, what do they say on the back of all their books or whatever? What, what let me see. What does it say for? Uh, what does it say? Where is it? Where is that? Magic school book. Yeah, that has to do with the esoteric and the common okay. Man. So it says on the back, and. Oh wait! <laughs> this is quoted by the New York Times on the back of their uh, the Magic School Bus. You you guys are familiar with the Magic School Bus children's school books? Right? I've heard right? of it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, they they say on the back uh, a quote from the the New York Times. 
the freshest, most amusing approach to science for children. And this is the magic school bus lost in the solar system. <laughs> that means something esoterically. I'm not sure what it means, but it means something, I think. It does. It, it, it says the freshest, most amusing approach to science for children. Hmm. In other words, it's amusing. They they know it's a lie. How can there be uh, what they deem as lost in the solar system book for children? I mean, and it be true if the Bible says otherwise. And and that's <laughs> the, the, the well, when we say the Bible says, we're actually giving an interpretation of what the Bible says, because the Bible doesn't speak for itself. So you'll hear people say, the Bible says, well, hold it here. You're the interpreter. What are your skills? Wait, the Bible speaks for itself. Uh, there is a way the Bible speaks. It speaks about things that are self-evidently true. There's a lot of things in the Bible that are self-evidently true, you know. Well, the scriptures. It speaks primarily by context. If you have um, a reasonable trust, you know, with the authority of the original text, you know, you're not going to assume it's a forgery or manufactured propaganda or something like that. So you got a trust relationship with it. If you got a trust relationship with the text, then you can allow the Bible to interpret itself by the context. Other than that, the Bible does not speak for itself. The, the, the Freemasons put danger all over our tongues every single time we speak. With the, the uh, you know, they they put the their uh, their, their their danger um, in lots of um, messianic uh, words that they've created. What was that called? The uh, not Hegelian dialectic. Uh, it's uh, no. Uh, Masoretic, um, Anglo English, Anglo English. It's magic. If only you believed in magic, like I believe, you get by. Yeah, no, but no, for real. That I mean, that was a song. But you're they, thinking of the song by Jar- Jefferson Starship. Yeah. I don't think it relates to what you're talking about. In the, no, but that's what they believe in. And, and they, yeah, but and that, that song there is just a love song. That, that's what I, they I believe in. They believe started, in magic. There's no, there's no propaganda in that song. It's just a they, they 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 put the word Bible on 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 the Bible, and it, it actually is Biblios, which was a pagan deity. Well, they always do that kind of stuff, don't they? The goddess of wisdom. The words that we're going to repeat the most, we're going to get psy up with them. Like the word Eman, the word God, the word Church. The words we repeat enough, the most that. They're going to have an esoteric spin on them. There's a, some kind of meaning behind all that. And that's why they gave us that word. They want us to use that word over and over and over again without ever thinking. And just assume that all these words are from God. Hmm. That's what they're doing there. So what do you think about the conspiracy that uh, – I, I like to like, bring up conspiracies that not a lot of people talk about. That, mm-hmm. uh, um, that, that there's no such thing as dinosaurs. Uh, well, when you go that far back in the past, you don't have absolute certainty by anything. People, I've said this over and over again. See, the bones people, that they show they the people in the museums? They always assume that they can determine if dinosaurs exist. I don't determine that, but I don't have a problem with dinosaurs. 
But the bones but what, that they showed the people in the museums, they, they're fake bones. They're not even yes. real. Yes, they're fake. They're fake. And that's a good psyop because um, like a lot of atheists, they will throw everything out and say there's no such thing as dinosaurs. That, that's in order to attract a, a certain amount of society, a certain segment, throw them off the line. Deliberate fakery to get you to reject everything. That's just what the human mind works. I believe the that lady, there really the was like the, like the, these these reptilians, and I think even me, the Messiah knew about them because he called people a den of vipers, you know. You know, well, he, people try to use those passages in the Gospels um, to prove uh, dirt, certain things, just like they try to prove, you know, use this. They shall mingle the, their seed with the with men. Now you're getting that from Sherry Shiner. Well, it is in the Book of Daniel. It does say that. I, it has to be translated properly, and even then, we're not certain about the nature of the te- literal text. We're not certain. All we have is theories. I'm not going to claim certainty with something like that. They always claim they've discovered something huge that other people haven't seen in this translation. I don't, I don't believe that. They're certain of the interpretation. What if it's not that interpretation? It's not that big of a deal. Well, they say that in older times that the that the that the devil himself was represented not not as a snake but as a bull. Well, it's not either or. He's represented as both. Um, the Baal figure has to do with the uh, with what you're talking about there. Hey, Dave. What's what's, I, the, I, can you, what's the definition of esoteric? Secret hidden uh, meaning. Secret or hidden? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. I I saw I saw army people come in the coffee shop uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, they they were in their their full uniform. I thought that goes against the positive commentators act. I'm not really sure or whatever, but uh, but they 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 had a bowl patch on their on their sleeve of their arm. I'm like, what is that? They had like a bowl, a black bowl. Well, don't, don't expect them to know. It may have something to do with cosmology. It wouldn't surprise me. A black bowl, or a brown a black bowl, bowl, or whatever. Brown black bowl, or whatever. You talking about like a cer- cereal bowl? No, 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 no. A bowl, like a like a in like like a bowl, like like the red cape. I got a red cape. Come here, bowl. You know, yeah. <laughs> a moo cow. You know, yeah. Yeah, moo cow bowl. I didn't get that. Uh, hey, I wasn't able to follow that. The what are you talking bowl. about, Chuck? It's no, a patch. The, mo- the the animal, the bull, like tar- It's tar- a patch. Just like Operation High Jump was a patch. It's a patch. What is a patch of a bull? Uh, I just was wondering what it what it meant, like you know, because these patches mean different things. Just insignia. That's all it is. They take names and stuff like that, and they have different divisions and names, and uh, they always put some kind of icon behind it, making a big signet out of it. And then, hey, Teflon, what, you know, what, hey, Teflon, is, is, he, is he saying the word B-O-W-L? No, B-U-L-L, bull. Oh, okay. okay. That's why I said like a moo cow, a cow. You know, bull, oh, you know, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I just said moo cow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the and animal. it was like, we're supposed to be like a, a nation that's supposed to be like uh Founded on Christian principles and stuff, and the, and the <laughs> army, 
and the army was well i i understand that's the illusion that's fake but yeah i mean like the army was formed in what was it 1775 and then like what why forget about the army i'm talking about like the military like why why do they call themselves devil dogs like what okay well i was said before on the show that most of what they do with anything significant in our society has an exoteric and an exoteric side. It's right down the line. If you could just believe like that. It's like, cool. You know, like, let's, let's, just a second. Let's like, take no, a, it's a general, not. Just a second. Let's take a general principle. Just like, like is a, you got to listen, Tanny. Just like, you know, the general principle that Earth copy of heaven. You know, it's different. And it's designed as a pattern after heaven. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with that kind of stuff. You can follow it right down the line. That's the way things work. Because they follow these patterns. They have to do with efficiency. You know what I mean? Once you figure that out, you can, fig- you can figure out things that they're doing. Generally, not the specifics necessarily, but you can generally figure out, you can see their handiwork. Yeah, they were there. They were doing you know, the same old business, you know, usual. Yeah. They got their hands in everything, you see? Yeah, I think Channing, sometimes on the insignias or the patches, like you're they take. Sometimes there's an esoteric meaning behind it, and sometimes it's just a, uh, um, uh, like a club. You know, you know, it's just their, uh, what they associate with. Okay, and some of it, some of it's very strong. Some of these tattoos guys are getting. You know what I mean? Are uh, there are some spiritual things behind tattoos, and sometimes they're just funny tattoos. You know, so uh, um, I guess it really comes down to intent. Really comes down to intent on some of those pat- patches and some of the uh, divisions they have. All right, like Army Rangers. Okay, why do they call them Army Rangers? You know, or um, uh, our, our Green Berets. So the reason behind that is, uh, and yeah, or whatever. You know, but sometimes like the uh, um, sometimes these take uh, people really take like a uh, satanic type symbolism like that and really believe their intent. Their intent behind it is more spiritual and it's more powerful, and they really associate with it. Sometimes it's just a patch, and sometimes it's uh, it's in their spirit. So it's hard it's hard to tell which is which, you know. But uh, basically, what they do with things that are important, they manufacture an an, an exoteric exoteric occult blind. Okay, and then they uh, all these things are actually represent um, some kind of esoteric message that we're unable to penetrate. You don't have enough information. Right down the line. You don't have a clue what they're actually doing. People will not allow them to be that, have that ability. They always think they can figure out what the Illuminati are doing. This is absurd. Almost everybody says this, by the way. We can decrypt the Illuminati. <laughs> no, you can't. They actually want you to believe that, they, that you can do that. That's a delusional belief. And, you know, you can figure some things out, but what I'm talking about consistently... You know, decoding and decrypting what the heck they're doing? No, nobody can do that. I'll be the first to tell you that. I can't do it, neither can anybody else. These guys don't even know what they're dealing with. You know, these Illuminati, they want you to believe you're dealing with the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. That's propaganda, too. Because maybe you can beat the system if if that's who you're against, you know? Okay. You got Psy up, too. Anybody believes they can beat the system? No. If you're a slave... You can't get out of Egypt, okay? 
If you want to believe that you can escape your chains and, and make a run for it and nobody can kill you, okay, you can do that, okay. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in this highly technological society, if they want to stop you from doing anything, and if God does not uh, intervene on your behalf, you can do nothing because they can vaporize you and turn you into a pile of ashes. So how are you going to do anything? They have the ability to do that. So why aren't they doing that more? Well, we've talked about that. It's because God prevents them from doing that. But he doesn't appear to be preventing the Illuminati from psyoping people with massive doses of propaganda. This appears to be God's plan because he wants to illustrate something about the profound stupidity of humanity after the fall of Adam. This is what God's been up to. He's just using the Illuminati to illustrate something. God works through the Illuminati. He works through evil forces in high places all through history. Right in your Bible, the Christians are in total denial because that would mean that God and the devil are working together. My little pea brain cannot process that. So it's not true. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm a YouTube apologist. <laughs> and my pea brain says that's not possible. So that will not be appearing on my YouTube videos. Okay. These are the same people that believe they can decrypt and <clears throat> decipher Illuminati propaganda. And you know something? I mean, you know, like with this print stuff, stuff have to do with print. I mean, the very next day, they don't even wait. Oh, they got it all figured out the next day. Let me tell you something, man. Whenever you see that, you've got people who are either highly presumptuous and full of themselves, or it's just the same old, you know, Bin Laden 9-11 propaganda where they roll out all the uh, standard media sources and they all tell you Bin Laden did that the next day. That's all you're, ta- that's all you're dealing with there. Do you think the Illuminati doesn't have all these conspiracy theories ready and waiting you know, whether the death of Prince is fake or not, doesn't matter. People are going to believe that he died. Do you believe they're going to have manufactured stories? These will be the first stories that you'll be confronted with. Just like after 9-11, oh, Bin Laden did it. You know, all the uh, established media sources, they all say the same thing. Is the common man astute enough to think that this could all be propaganda when they're all saying the same thing? Is he astute enough to figure that out? No, he's not. He's not, is he? He can't even figure that out. He couldn't even figure out, that, well, they all said the same thing, so it must be a lie. Can he figure that out? No. No. Did he figure it out? No, he did not. What happened after two, uh, 2001 <clears throat> is that person by person figured out for themselves independently that we were told a lie. I'm talking about the masses of people the next day after, you know, 2011. Well, Bin Laden did, you know and you know the vast majority of people still believe that, just like they believe what they told about Oswald and uh, Pearl Harbor and Lusitania and everything else too. You know, that's just history. There, you go to Wikipedia, and you'll get the truth. <clears throat> if you don't trust it, go to YouTube. <clears throat> so you'll have all the answers. Any other questions? You guys need your tier two propaganda. Channing thrives on that. That's what keeps him up and kicking. I spend hundreds of hours on YouTube. No doubt, you know. I I don't I don't thrive off propaganda. I'm just poking fun at you. No, I I I thrive thrive on propaganda. I like propaganda. I deliberately watch movies because I know they're propaganda. I thrive on propaganda. It's how do you thrive? You know. 
like a lot of people are thriving on Illuminati propaganda. I thrive on it, but for, I come from a different angle. I'm curious about their propaganda. The propaganda fascinates me. What we're talking about is identifying propaganda. These people can't even identify propaganda. I identify pro- I just assume it's propaganda, but I think it's interesting. I, I, I like propaganda. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these movies, that's the only reason I can get motivated to, to even watch them. And then I get bored because, well, you know, it's only the propaganda. I mean, well, this propaganda is not very good in this movie. I'm getting bored here. They're not showing you that much. A lot of the, even the propaganda, it's just like, oh, the Illuminati made a new Avengers movie. You know, I thought propaganda. You watch it and you're just going, oh, my God, you know, this is kind of boring and sophomoric. But they do have some stuff in here. They do have a few intriguing things in there, you know, but not, not a whole lot. I don't think any of these movies really have a whole lot. There's a few movies that do. There's not very many. Because, see, these movies are made for mass consumption about people. They don't understand anything about the truly esoteric. Ask yourself this question. What does the common man know about the esoteric? There's an easy way to put this to test. Go up to the common man and ask him, can you tell me something that you believe is esoteric? First of all, they'd probably go, what does that word mean? And then you can explain, well, secret or hidden, there's some kind of a plan to do this. And he would look at you like, what? Are you a conspiracy theorist? But the, um, the common man is not supposed to know anything ever about truly esoteric. They will roll out uh, false esoterica. They're not going to give you anything that's truly esoteric because... The reason it's esoteric is because they covered it up. Can we understand that? So why do they want to uncover what they covered it up unless they're following the revelation of the method, which is a different subject? Things are complex. We talked about how they're making concessions for a massive influx of truth. It's coming. Illuminati uh, are Bible believers. They believe the Bible. But Christians generally don't because it conflicts consistently with their religion, which is also manufactured. I'm talking about an institutional religion with massive theological propaganda that they've never even never even identified. There's no theological propaganda. There's no theological propaganda. Uh, go shove a, a microphone and anybody sitting in a church pew and ask him, um, <clears throat> how long have you been a Christian? Uh, 22 years. Have you ever heard of the term theological propaganda? Well, I think I've heard that term. Then you explain it to them, and you, you think that theological propaganda could exist? Then you say, you mean from the devil? I go, well, sure. You know what I mean? But through evil men, that's the part they don't get. They don't think that evil men are creating theological propaganda to deceive Christians. They, they don't see anything. Well, it's all over. Why wouldn't it be? You're supposed to believe that God is allowing us to be sprayed like an insect every day, but he's going to give us a perfect religion. And all you got to do is just, you know, fellowship and pray and live a right moral life, and uh, you'll be able to figure all this stuff out. It doesn't work that way. God has to be willing to expose the darkness. You see all this stuff that's going on today in this quiet war that Christians know nothing about, and God's not really exposing any of this stuff.
to the average local churchgoer because they don't know. I mean, that's not easy to figure out. You know, <clears throat> never even heard. So the quiet war goes on day after day all around them, and they see nothing. But they all want to believe they have the favor of God, and God is leading them uh, on a journey where everything is getting progressively brighter. It talks about this in Proverbs 4, I think, the Watchtower Society. This is one of their main passages. They try to talk about progressive revelation. And they, they use this passage as an excuse for their failed prophecies. This is very interesting. It's a digression. But you got to understand that every single time the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society made a false prophecy, they knew it was going to fail. Think about that. Uh, their last big one was 1975. Do you really think that the governing body of the uh, Watchtower Society believed that the end of the world was going to happen in 1975? Is that what they believed? Of course not. So why did they do it? Well, why do they manufacture uh, journeying with flying saucers in outer space and getting far away from planet Earth and interacting with an alien? And you look at Earth, it's a perfect sphere, through the porthole of the UFO, and they show you apocalyptic scenes with precise date setting that never comes to pass. It has never ever come to pass. In other words, said, the world will be destroyed. You're seeing it engulfed in flames, and this will happen in 2003. No, we went through that year, and nothing happened at all. Why did they do that? Well, I'm trying to say, they do all kinds of things that you can't figure out. Just because you can't figure out why they do it, doesn't mean they didn't do it. You simply can't comprehend See, people always think they can understand the Illuminati and what they're doing. No, you can't. If people could only realize for a brief moment how much vital information they're lacking, they would be embarrassed to even proceed and try to evaluate what Illuminati is doing about this or that. You're, just, you're too ignorant to even qualify for um, <clears throat> making a statement of what they're doing. You, there's too many things you don't know. Too many things you never even thought about. But on YouTube, people will give an opinion anyway. And if they have a popular YouTube channel, that's where people will flock under the assumption that these people have knowledge. Well, that's a massive assumption. It has to do with popularity. And as a general rule, if you're popular on uh, YouTube, probably something is haywire somewhere. Because uh, the Illuminati promotes YouTube channels. And if you have a lot of error, guess what? They will promote you. They have ways of promoting you. And you may not even know you're promoting. Well, wow, these statistics are like really good. I can't believe my YouTube channel is just taking off. Yeah, you know why? Because you're dispersing massive amounts of tier two propaganda, and they love it. Now you're a useful tool. You get a gold pentagram for the week. Any questions? <laughs> you're actually working for the Illuminati as an operative agent in ignorance. You know what I mean? You're willingly in participating in dispensing their propaganda uh, under the sincere belief that you're helping humanity on Facebook. No, no, no. You're just dispensing their propaganda. You didn't figure out that it was propaganda. You thought you discovered the truth. That's what you were supposed to do, you see. Then you could just pat yourself on the back and disperse their propaganda. Now you're working for them, too. 
Now, they actually said in the 18th century that the Illuminati actually had the church working for them. And you actually look at, um, <clears throat> you know, the offshoots of theocracy in the early 20th century, like uh, you know, Alice Bailey and the Lucis Trust and stuff like that. And uh, they were making the claim that the New World Order would actually be brought in through the churches. It would actually manifest through the local church. Okay? Just something to think about. That's their plan, supposedly. I, I can see that working. <clears throat> because, see, what's coming is something that you don't even expect. Everybody assumes that they know what's coming. You haven't even thought about it yet. You haven't even, it never even occurred to you. It's something from left field. Chuck, do you think the Illuminati can manufacture something left field you never even thought about before? Oh, absolutely. By the minute, see, these people, yeah. they always assume that they know what's coming. How do you know what's coming around the corner? How do you know that? You know, on YouTube, they always know what's coming around the corner. You know how often they're right? Hardly ever. Hardly ever. Um, hardly ever. I'm not saying never. Hardly ever. <laughs> Uh, they're wrong so many times that it's obvious that you don't want to um, pay a lot of heed to them when they're talking about predicting the future. Mankind is so steeped in a profound state of ignorance, he, he's, not unable, he's not able to predict the future. You can't you know, uh, decrypt the Illuminati and say, okay, here's what they're doing, and this is what they're going to do next. You, you, you can't do that. And you know, who has ever succeeded in uh, predicting all these... Um, <clears throat> You know, the predictive programming that Illuminati has? We're consistently failing to evaluate that. We need to acknowledge that. When it comes to day study, you people see they're, they're buying this stuff over and over again. Well, Illuminati is going to do this on such and such a date. And they're right. They're wrong every single time. You notice that? They're always wrong. They don't get anything right. And just people just keep coming back for more. For more. It's like you never noticed that, huh? That they were wrong like 17 times in a row. You know what I mean? Oh, just keep on going like nothing happened. Um, man has um, innate, innate, innate urge for the esoteric. Ever since he fell, you can see that Eve had a desire for the unknown. Man's always been this way. We're over the curious. And the most curious of all is Illuminati because when you have a fallen nature, uh, you're progressively curious in proportion to your nature. If you're, if you're darker, you'll be more curious. This is why I always say the Illuminati are very curious. Okay? A desire to know. People always crave that, but you, gotta, you have to be privileged. And uh, if you're not privileged, you've got to work really hard to get the few nuggets that you can if, if you're even going to be able to accomplish that. Because not everybody has the ability. It, it's, it's an ability that God gives to one man, but not another, and not very many people have it. <clears throat> we can see that, because um, as far as like predicting what the Illuminati is going to do, it's pathetic. So let's just admit that. Point to the past. they got a track record. These guys don't have a clue what the Illuminati is going to do. They've been psyoped every which way. They're so confused, they don't know where they're coming or going. And most of these people are just regurgitating dispensational propaganda, which proves they don't have any significant uh, discernment skills because they're just repeating propaganda. They're trying to fit all these different scenarios into a uh, dispensational 
you know, manufactured timeline from the Schofield Reference Bible. This is completely absurd. But see, the average person, that's all they're ever exposed to, is what I called them in the show. That's been not been uploaded yet. It's called premillennial propaganda. If the Illuminati and popular media is going to talk about the future, it will always be in a premillennial scenario. Well, that's going to be a problem because everybody thinks that premillennialism is true. Well, hold it here. That's, that's what they told you. You know what I mean? And all these people are completely unfamiliar with all these other different views, like partial preterism, preterism, historicism, <clears throat> postmillennialism, historic premillennialism, which is significantly different. They don't know anything about onlinism. They never exposed exposed to anything except for the same thing over and over again. Pre-tribulational dispensation. Dispensationalism. That's all they know. And uh, they think this is the truth from God, and they tweak it a little bit to make it their belief system. Now, actually, you could probably take 99 out of 100 people who bought into the system, and they can't even explain dispensationalism. It's no wonder they don't know anything about uh, amillennialism or postmillennialism. They can't tell you one essential fact about those belief systems. They never even exposed to them. So if these are the, um, the YouTube uh, you know, Bible prophecy experts, they're only presenting uh, different spins of Illuminati premillennial propaganda. What does that tell you? You're supposed to go to these people for the truth. Remember what I said? Don't even qualify. The foundation is wrong. Premillennialism is propaganda. It's theological propaganda. Figure it out. Because that's what's promoted everywhere. Premillennialism. People say, well, that's what I believe. Yeah, I know. It's propaganda. That's what the common man is supposed to believe. And that's the only thing you're supposed to hear. And the fact that that's the only thing you ever hear... You want to control me? You like television or local Christian radio? I'm not talking about YouTube, okay? YouTube, you got everything on there, okay? This is a historical anomaly. You see, before we had access to the Internet, we didn't have these alternative opinions. People went their entire life never hearing, never hearing the following words. They never heard the word. This is incredible. Post-tribulationalism. They only heard one version of the rapture over and over again. They never heard the historical view of the church, post-millennialism. They never heard the word amillennial. They never heard the word postmillennial. They never heard the word historic, historicism. They never heard the word preterism. They never heard the word partial preterism. How in the heck are these people are supposed to make an intelligent analysis of what's coming when they only hear the same thing over and over again? Well, they can't, can they? But isn't that true for the YouTube Bible prophecy experts? Yes. They're almost all premillennial. So they're massively confused with Illuminati propaganda, and they're probably never going to escape that. They will probably be a premillennialist until the day they die, and they will stay confused. Okay. Obviously, if everything is premillennial, then that is propaganda from the Illuminati. Are these people able to figure that out? No. Why? They don't have the discernment skills. See, see how it's obvious? See, you can't have something that's promoted everywhere in popular media and have it be true. It's got to be a lie. So the only version that you will get from the Illuminati in popular media that has to do with Bible prophecy is premillennialism. That's all you're ever going to get. 
So you got your rest of your life to figure out whether that's propaganda or not. Now, what you need to do is stop being scary. Just a second, Channing. What you need to do is stop being a premillennialist. Can you do that? People can't. They can't do it. They're going to be a premillennialist to the dying end. Anything else? Is uh, what's your baby's name, Channing? Alexandria. Hi, baby. That's a nice name. Alexandria. Uh huh. Well, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, Bye, I think we should wrap this up. We do too many lengthy podcasts. I think we'll get yeah, straight from here on out. Okay, man. Uh, a guy asked me in uh, the chat room, he said, Dave, what modern day Bible translation do you recommend? Okay. In uh, Western Christianity, we completely ignore the Septuagint Bible. We really do. We ignore the Eastern Church and anything that is important to the Eastern Church that differs significantly from the Western Church. We have a Western-centric mind. We ignore the East, whatever the East may be, any kind of East. This is amazing, okay? So when the Eastern Church, the official translation is the Septuagint, which is the um, the Greek translation of the Hebrew text. You know, that in Judaism they call it Tanakh, okay? Well, that's what you need to deal with initially. You need to figure out which uh, stream of manuscripts is more valid, the Masoretic text or the Septuagint. There's an easy way to do that. The, Sept- the oldest manuscripts we have is the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the, and the Septuagint consistently aligns itself with the Dead Sea Scrolls in contrast to the Masoretic text, which we're told uh, was created by the so-called Masorites in the 8th and 9th centuries, but this is very important. That's what our modern Bible translations you know, in Protestant Christianity are based upon. So, see, you're assuming that the Masoretic texts are valid, even though they conflict consistently in these important textual variants with the older manuscripts associated with the Septuagint and the Dead Sea Scrolls. And sometimes the, uh, the Samaritan Pentateuch, but we want to pay attention to that because that's obviously got serious corruption problems. It hasn't been preserved as well. So... Um, but if you're going to set all that aside, because see, what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure out, well, should I go with a Septuagint or should I go with a Masoretic text? And I would go with a Septuagint. Well, let's set that aside. If you really want to go that direction, you should read a modern translation of the Septuagint. And I would recommend the, um, the uh, it's called the Orthodox Study Bible. And it's a, it's a good study Bible, you know, with, with extensive notes uh, for uh, people who are involved with Eastern Orthodoxy, like in the Greek Orthodox Church. Now, the reason I would recommend that is simply because I believe that the, uh, the Septuagint text is superior. It has its own unique uh, corruption problems, and, and the Septuagint is not, not always right, by the way, in contrast to the uh, Masoretic. It's not always right, Okay. But most of the time it's right. And the first thing you understand, like I said before, um, you got all these quotations that generally have to do with, um, you know, Christological passages that have to do with Jesus and the prophecies in the Old Testament, you know. And they're quotations. 
Okay. Oh, I want to play that and see you for the, uh, you know. Just a second. In almost every instance, not every instance, but almost every instance, the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls or the quotations are from the Septuagint, according to scholars. They're not quoting the Masoretic text. Right there, that will is <laughs> going to create some immediate problems with trusting the Masoretic text because why are the apostles not quoting from it? They're quoting from the Septuagint, according to what scholars say. They're not quoting from the Masoretic text. I've said before, they could be quoting from a, a Paleo-Hebrew text that's completely lost. So we're not oh, yeah, that's a wonderful one right there. Uh, but what, well, we can assume that the, the Septuagint uh, was similar to this Paleo-Hebrew text if it's not quoting from the Septuagint. Anyway, they're not quoting from the Masoretic text. So what does that tell you? Because this is supposed to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. How come the Holy Spirit is not quoting the Masoretic text, which our modern English Protestant Bibles are based on? Anyway, all that aside, um, the modern Bibles that we have are based on the Masoretic text. And this is not something you want to live or die of, because all you have to do is familiarize yourself with the textual variants. If you're aware of them, you're not going to get psyoped. Because you know what this Bible says, that Bible. You know, all the Bibles have problems. Okay, because um, they're actually based, our, our modern Protestant Bibles are based on what scholars refer to as an eclectic text, an eclectic text. In other words, it's not a single text. It's a conglomeration of the best texts. This is incredible, because once you figure out that this is what our modern manuscripts are based upon, or Bibles or translations, then you realize that there are... Um, Decision, there's a decision-making process of what, the, of what the original text looked like because, you know, we don't yeah. have it. So they actually admit they're trying to piece it together with, with the best scholarship we have. But see, whenever they do this, they're always making massive assumptions that there's zero conspiracies. This is true. The scholars do not handle conspiracies. So if there's conspiracies that have to do with the text, which the Bible actually talks about because it says, what was it, Jeremiah 8, 8? It talks about the lying pen of the scribes, and it's talking about... That's right! The text. That's it's, right! Here's the thing. You can't, you, can't, you can't prove that it's not talking about the biblical text. Exactly. Of, the Jeremiah is talking about the lying pen of the scribes. They, 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 yeah. they, they, they shall forget my name for Baal. But, but, uh-huh. but, yeah. So here's what I believe. Uh, I believe that there was infiltrators that, that got in there early. Not during the time of Moses, because he could have weeded them out. But sometime after Moses, they had infiltrators, and they were always there. And so they got in there, and they messed up a few things. But they couldn't do much, because I believe the majority were not conspirators. But they're always going to slip into somebody, like Satan. He's going to, you know, Oh, yeah, get a I want to ask you about that Moses question I found out about, or some online, or whatever, this, you know, the Jewish conspiracy thing, or whatever, you know? Hmm. What I'm trying to say, they were able to make at least some minor alterations in the text. This is before the first century, and God was acknowledging that. All we're talking about is you know, two or three errors. That's enough for God to point out. But see, after the temple was destroyed, everything was different. The text was, not, the text was not, no longer protected by a community because the community was scattered. You see that? 
And so that's when they were able to alter it more. I'm still saying the Bible is trustworthy, but God allowed them to get in there and and do some things, at the very least, you know what I mean? <clears throat> uh, look, this is not hard, folks, okay? All you got to do, you know, this perfect Bible, you can sit it out in about 10 seconds, watch how I do it. These people that claim a perfect Bible, they, they don't ever even talk about a Septuagint. I got to do this in 10 seconds. Okay, if you look at the numbers between the Septuagint and the Masoretic text, they vary significantly. Okay, so that was 10 seconds. Okay, you got to resolve this problem. You can't resolve it. You have to infallibly prove that the Septuagint is inferior. You can't do that because you don't have enough knowledge from the past. The Bible indicates that the Septuagint is superior because that's what it's quoting from. That's going to be a big problem. You will never able, be able to overcome that problem. Never. You can theorize all you want. But it's fairly obvious that uh, the Bible, if it speaks for itself, is preferring the Septuagint over the Masoretic. But in modern Christian tradition, we do the opposite as usual, and we prefer the Masoretic. Okay, so anyway, if you just go with the modern uh, Bible translations that are based on the um, uh, Masoretic text, I would uh, buy an uh, English Standard Bible translation. It's the best, or study Bible. It's the best study Bible ever. I mean, that's like an opinion, but I mean, it's the biggest. Unless you want to include the date antonated study Bible, that thing is very heretical. There's a lot of text in it. It's a Pentecostal study Bible. It's old, and it's, uh, it's got serious problems. I've actually got one, you know. I bought it when I didn't know what I was doing, and they're expensive, too. But anyway, um, the English Standard Version is a good translation, and I recommend it because it's, um, it doesn't have these copyright problems. That's why you can see on eSword. You won't see New American Standard, which is a good literal translation, unless you pay for it. You have to pay for the module on eSword. On ESV, you don't have to do that. Now, ESV is a reasonably good literal translation. You know, Michael Heiser, if you're familiar with him, he actually uses the ESV. Last I heard him, he's an expert in Semitic languages. Why is he, you know, preferring the ESV translation? Well, you have to prefer some English translation. He can read the languages, but he's still going to use an English translation. And that's the one he likes. And I think if you're going to um, promote a translation, it should be something... It should be able to reach a large number of people. And the ESV is capable of that, just like the NIV. The biggest problem with the NIV is they, 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 they keep changing it. I don't, people rail against the, the NIV, but I don't think the old one is as bad as people make it out. Because it actually translates the text sometimes better than a literal, overly wooden translation like the New American Standard or the King James, because the King James is a liberal too. It sounds good, but see, the problem with English is you can't translate words literally sometimes. You have to use other words, and the NIV is a is a thought-for-thought translation. It's not a paraphrase. It's not a literal. But sometimes the NIV is superior to the NAS because it communicates the meaning of the text by using extra words if you're confined to a literal interpretation, you can't communicate the full meaning because typically the Greek is so expressive that you have to use a number of English words to properly communicate what it says. You see this over and over again. So you have what's called expanded 
translations or amplified translations, like the Amplified Bible, which is absolutely horrible, and you have a good expanded translation by a scholar called Kenneth Wiest, W-U-E-S-T, and you'll see that the, the text is very wordy. He's putting all these extra words in there. But as, uh, uh, Just a second, Shani, to try to bring out the meaning of the verb tenses. Just the verb tenses alone, you're going to have to use a lot of extra English languages to express that action in the verb tenses. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so, so Chuck, uh, what do you think will happen uh, if if you pour uh, if lava uh, flows on, uh, starts to flow <laughs> flow on if, if if lava starts to flow on ice? Uh, Channing, I can tell you were bored with my dissertation. There, go ahead. <laughs> Not a clue, Channing. You think it would e- you think it would either melt or explode, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Notice he didn't ask me. He's had enough of Dave. Yeah, maybe you found a new way to make organized. <laughs> okay, so um, here's here's that clip from the National National Geographic uh, uh, episode where uh, they're 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 putting truth in plain sight or whatever. And but it's like one of those things I told you about uh, uh, the last time we talked about how the Illuminati they have a have a thing where they they they. They do one-time news. You know how they do like over and over news, but then they also do one-time news, and they never bring it up again. And that's like actually the most important thing. If you can just find all the one-time news and just have a whole show on just the one-time news that they only brought up maybe once or twice, that was really, really mind-blowing stuff. Kind of like I remember this one report that was on the news or whatever about this news anchor lady. Ah, oh, I wish I can find it again. She woke up and she couldn't figure out why she didn't have fingerprints. I'm like, what? You know, it, it was the news. It was on the news. I was like, what? Lady wakes up, finds out she doesn't have fingerprints. <sighs> okay, so this is the uh, this is the audio clip from the National Geographic about that uh, when I just asked Chuck about uh, what, what, what do you think happens when lava pours on, on, on ice? Uh, okay, so did you conduct this experiment? Experiments embraces one of the most dangerous forces of nature. Almost four million people have watched red-hot lava meet ice. We caught up with artist Bobby Saki and geologist Jeff Carson. They're fake. They're not really. And their rumbling lava furnace to ask them what they thought would happen. I had no idea what it was going to do. No, I did at all. The first guess is always it's going to explode. Always number one. Or it's going to tunnel down. It's just going to dig right through the ice, melt a hole in the ice. And, of course, it didn't do any of those things. Fire and ice. It's like a fire and ice can. I was stunned by what it did when it hit the ice. You see the bubbles. The bubbles this big, and then there's bubbles within bubbles. The scrambled eggs from hell uh, is the way it looks in that video. Just things we just didn't really expect. So why are volcanic bubbles formed? 
The lava is so hot that when it's poured onto the ice, the ice instantly turns not just into water, but straight into steam. Now, this steam has to escape, so it bubbles through the lava. So while it looks like the lava itself is boiling, it's actually the steam being produced that is trying to escape. As the lava cools, we start to get a thick black layer forming on top, and this starts to trap those bubbles of superheated steam inside the rock, and it's kind of like a natural form of glass blowing. But how does the lava crawl across the ice? Shouldn't it melt right through? formation of all of this steam helps the lava to flow because it means that it's sitting on top of a blanket of steam rather than in contact with the ice itself. And this means the friction between the lava and the ice surface is very low. <laughs> now Bob and Jeff are taking things to the next level. It's lava versus water. Wow. We've done over 100 pours into water, onto ice, onto sand, onto snow. We're learning a lot. There are things that are happening here that we had not anticipated. It's beautiful stuff. Stand back. That sputtering lava's over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature down there is about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so then you got this National Geographic guy or whatever that's kind of like a, you know, Crunky the Crocodile guy or whatever, and he goes on adventures kind of like him. And uh, he he had an adventure with Obama one time or whatever where him and Obama was eating fish together or whatever in Alaska or whatever. But anyway, this guy, he's he's, he's walking on, on dried up molten lava that just dried up like an hour uh, ago or whatever. And, he, and And he's walking on it with bare boots. And he's talking about this is the way you walk on 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 dried up uh our dried up lava. You this is the way you do it. And if your boot catches on fire, you 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 move over this direction. You move this way. And if your boot catches on fire, you move over this way. Like what? Are you serious? If the thin crust gave way, I'd be incinerated in seconds. But there is a way of crossing an area like this, and this is how. Very gently, test it with your boot, and if your boot melts, it means it's too hot to cross. I'm going to go for this now, but the camera crew are going to wait here, so if we try to do this together, the size might well give in. Here you go. Oh, my boot started to melt on that's too hot there. That's too hot there. That's too hot there. What you've got to watch out for is if the rock in front of you starts to go ah, mushy. And if that does happen, and your foot starts sticking, you've got to back away and try and find another way around. Try to find another way around. Don't let your boot catch on fire. You regular, regular, regular boots. Non-fire retardant boots. <laughs> His boot catching on fire. He, he, puts, he puts his boot out. <laughs> Thanks. The, the 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 lava that they show on National Geographic, it's 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 fake. It's not real. It, it's it's dried up from an hour ago hmm. before they broadcast it. They they. <laughs> 
it's it's fake. It's it's not real. Okay. It, it, it 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 crossed over within like an hour, and then they broadcast it and put their little National Geographic uh, dude out there, you know, little crocodile Dundee guy or whatever, you know. It, <laughs> he's walking over the the the, the molten lava uh, crusted over stuff that you can still see the lava flowing underneath and stuff. And he's like, "This is how you walk. You if your boot catches on fire, you move over here. If you, you, you your boot catches and his boot was catching on fire, and he's putting it out. He's like, come on, it's so what is this crap? You know? Hey Chuck, are you there? Yes. You want to hear some Illuminati humor? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So they got a movie that's being released this week in theaters called A Hologram for the King. What the really? hell kind of title is that? And uh, oh. the the writer of this novel is called Dave Eggers. Really? And the big star in the film is Tom Hanks, so it's a, it's got to be a decent film. Whoa. Yeah, a hologram for the king. Wow. That was an inside joke. You know, they're up to something on that thing. <clears throat> I got to run, guys. You guys have a good night, okay? Okay, man. Channing, okay. I'm going to go, too. <laughs> okay. I, uh, you know, to answer the question about the encyclopedia thing. What was that specifically? Why does the Jewish encyclopedia talk about how the Moses came down uh, from Mount Sinai with horns on his head? Why does the okay. Jewish encyclopedia say that? That's, that's okay. propaganda. Okay, what you're talking about, um, there's medieval paintings that depict, I'm not sure how many. Uh, Michelangelo sculpted a sculpture of Moses. Yeah, yeah and he has two horns on his head. And what when is the it? Christian then the Christian brain is confronted with that. They go, I don't know what that is. Now, what did I say earlier? Okay. Um, the, the common man, he doesn't know anything of the truly esoteric. And what did I say? You cannot figure out what they're doing. And I actually believe that they know something, some impenetrable secret that is behind that. And they're sitting on something they know and we don't, we don't understand it. I'm not satisfied with any of the explanations. I think, they explain certain things in part. The Illuminati are traditionalists, and so in the ancient world, a horn associated with a human had primarily to do with power because they were borrowing the attribute of an animal, like a rhinoceros, and you look at the rhinoceros, um, and you go, where's 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 its strength at? Well, it's the horn. So that's why in the ancient world, in agrarian cultures that were tied to the soil, they used a horn as a symbol for power, and you actually see this in the Bible where, for instance, in the book of Daniel, the so-called Antichrist, which is, the, you know, the beast, is represented by a, a horn. And in this instance, a little horn, you know what I mean? Because it has to do with power. It actually is metaphorical. Now, exactly why they did this with Moses, I'll just tell you flat out, I'm 100% convinced that there are esoteric truths about Solomon, that I actually believe, and I, excuse me, Moses, and I don't feel comfortable talking about him on the show. It's so completely far out. Uh, if I'm on the right track, I believe Illuminati knows about this stuff too. 
and they're basically mocking our ignorance. And uh, one of the things they're doing is they're putting devil's horns on him. That's kind of obvious. It's mockery. You know what I mean? <clears throat> they're demonizing him, but it's more than that. There's something there I think is profound, and I'm not able to quite get my... The reason why I thought that that rocks don't melt is because I, I it's because of the fact that construction people, even when they're making the bunkers and stuff like that, uh, and they have the private contractors do it for so long, and then they say, okay, toss you to the curb, onto the next mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they 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 drill. They drill. Rock well, doesn't melt the ever. Let's That's let's why they drill it. There's no molten core. Let's stay on the subject, okay? This, this, this shows you why people are not qualified to try to figure out what the heck's going on with the two horns on his head. Uh, let's add another data point, and you're going to realize, you know something, this is over my head, okay? How many people listening to this understand there's a direct relationship between a cone and a concentrated etheric energy, okay? Because all energy relates to shape, energy signatures, it's a proven fact that even the corner of your house of a building emits light because it's a phallic, uh, there's a phallic construction there, okay? And I've talked about these things before. I don't want to go into detail now. Okay, but um, in the medieval era, up until the 20th century, um, they associated um, any kind of a dome structure uh, which w- medieval women would wear, like, at a ball, okay? They associate that with intelligence. Now, let's don't question whether that's true or not. Let's ask if in our society we associate wearing something like that on your head, like a cone. Do we associate with intelligence? No, we do not. We associate that with the dunce cap. Is that true or is that not true? As you can see in the Pet Go 2 video, uh, they have the male figure there, which they're clearly mocking. He has a dunce cap on his head, which is a cone, and it has the letter D, which has to do with the name David, because we know who they're mocking. And it talks about him in Scripture over and over, calls him David. Okay? But um, we're so stupid that we associate the dunce cap with stupidity. And I go, Dave, why would we not do that? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because they took away knowledge that any kind of cone shape, okay, has similar energetic properties to a pyramid, and none of this is theoretical. You can validly oh, prove wow. it. Oh, wow, remind me of the movie Coneheads. Well, it has to do with Devo. They're doing this over and over, the 80s, 70s, 80s group Devo. Coneheads, okay. the movie. Let me just put, put this out there straight. If you wear a pyramid on your – I have a pyramid hat. You put the pyramid hat on your head, you're instantly more intelligent. Um, I can explain how that works, but it has to do with what's called pyramid energy, which is a huge craze in the 70s. Well, anyway, a cone or a dome has a similar effect. It's very similar. Didn't, fact, the, Saint, people, didn't the Satanist Crowley do that, though? Forget about Crowley. He's just a straw man. You're not going to learn anything from him. Anyway, let me keep going, okay? Before the 20th century, when people had knowledge when they still believe that you could put these shapes on your head and become temporarily more intelligent, they understood why you put the dunce cap on the student who was the least intelligent. They were trying to make him more intelligent. Now, let me, let me just back up. There used to actually be a practice if you were lagging behind. 
to put what we call a dunce cap on their head to make them more intelligent. We look at that and see nothing because we know nothing about the relationship between energy signatures and geometric forms. What do we know about that in a local church? We demonize that and say it's from Satan because that has to do with the occult numerology, right? Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. That preserves the knowledge from the enemy. Who is the enemy? The ignorant Christians, okay? But see, there is a benefit of wearing a dunce cap. It's similar to a pyramid hat, and it will temporarily make you more intelligent. And it's not a theory because it acts as an antenna, a etheric energy. It concentrates them in the immediate vicinity of the brain. And you don't get stupider. You don't stay the same. You become uh, more intelligent. Now, it would vary from person to person and the design of the, you know, the cone or the dome or whatever the heck. But, no, I mean, this is actually truth. Okay, so what does the – that's esoteric, right? What was I saying earlier? What does a common man – does he have the tools to understand that? Do, do they understand that on YouTube? I don't see anybody on YouTube that understands what the heck I'm talking about. Nobody. But they don't understand uh, the importance of geometric forms in relationship to energy. Um, these new agers do, but they haven't been able to figure out the uh, esoteric meaning of the dunce cap that I've ever seen. So the reason I put that out there is because that's an example of something that's truly esoteric, but unless you have sufficient knowledge, you will understand nothing. And I just proved that, didn't I? Now, it depends on whether my analysis is correct. But see, it is because we can use technology to prove that these um, geometric forms actually function as a cosmic antenna that concentrates the ethers or life force. This is not a theory. It's theoretical to an ill-informed person, but it's actually true science that you can document. All right? So I'm going to check out, Channing. The volcanoes are, are, are fake. Well, I, I said all that because it relates to the cones on uh, Moses' head. Now let's get into it's, it's just a, it's just a, the volcanoes are just a, a, a thermite reaction as as seen on uh, on nine eleven and other countless other demolitions that have have taken place and stuff. It's it, it's all fake. I would say it's not all fake. It's partial fake or as usual. I don't think it's all fake. Well. Well, yeah, there there are so many that are really dormant, and mankind is causing a lot of this to happen. So how can you tell when it's man doing it and when it's it's the creator doing it? Because you got, you know, man playing God, if you will, you know? Yeah, with geoengineering, yeah. Uh, Well, see, it's like a lot of these things, Channing. We can't figure it out. On YouTube... They always proceed off the, the the premise that we can figure it out. I'm going, no, you, you no, you can't. You can't figure it out. But go ahead well, and think I, you can. I came to the conclusion that sometimes you can. Like there was an Oklahoma. Yes, you can say. Obviously, you can figure some things out. Okay. Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, the, there was a there was a there was a there was a hurricane that rolled through there, and and. And my mom told me about this. It was on it was on a Christian radio channel with a with a with a researcher that got on there and talked about several incidents, several stories where um, the um, the guy was making correlations uh, where um, there was lots of lots of incidents uh, where it was it was it was a judgment scene. Uh, a lot of these uh, circumstances that took place. 
flood, uh, a hurricane, a twister, or something like that, uh, earthquake. And 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 he he made correlation to it. Um, like for example, uh, there was a, there was a gay, big gay gay pride fest uh, in I think it was Oklahoma a few years back, uh, and uh, they were warned ahead of time like. There's going to be a big storm coming through. Maybe you should maybe do this another time or whatever. And they said, oh, what's a little storm? Bring it on. And then, you know, they they had their parade. And then, like, an hour later, a storm rolled through there. And the news reported that the... uh, that that the storm that rolled through there was equivalent to the damage of Hiroshima to this town. And, and, and I mean, that tells you right there. I mean, because I mean, cause the gay people, they were just like, you know, oh, bring it on, literally is what they were saying. What's a little storm? Bring it on. So they had their, 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 their parade, and then when everybody went home and they wrapped up, an hour later or whatever, the town, you know, just was completely demolished. And the news reported it was like Hiroshima. And that made me think, that 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 couldn't have been man that did that. I don't know if I want to get involved with that. I have to break all that down piece by piece, but it's not what it appears. You know. <clears throat> hmm. that, that's all complicated. You just approach that from different angles. There's different things going on there. Uh, one of the things people need to be aware of is there's no question that God protects like a single home or a church. Uh, that God will really stand behind um, when there's like a tornado. This has been proven over and over. I don't think it's all fake. See, if I was a secular fakeologist, I wouldn't. Be- I don't believe in God. Uh, he's not going to protect a church, so you're going to come up with a different explanation. All right? Mm-hmm. All through history, God has protected his own people from disaster, famine, plague, the standard procedure. You got one house in the whole town where people are really praying and doing what they're supposed to be doing. Don't be surprised if God protects that house and everything else collapses. He's done that kind of thing before, so that's part of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, this guy asked me a question about, uh, you know, the guy that asked me about the uh, the Bibles. He asked me, what about the non-canonical books such as Joshua? Well, like I said before many times, we're proceeding off the assumption that we have a valid uh, canon of 66 books, but it's virtually uh, impossible to determine that with any authority because we don't have any authorities to determine a canon. That's going to be a problem, okay? So how do we determine this? Well, everybody believes that God was infallibly guiding the councils, and this is a magical belief that no one could possibly prove, and you can easily illustrate by... Uh, demanding that somebody prove that any of these church councils actually existed in world history because nobody's going to be able to do that, and everything just collapses quickly. I'm not saying they they didn't exist, but if you can't even prove the church council existed, how are you going to prove anything else? You know what I mean? So you have to be sufficiently skeptical. And so... um, you know, we're thinking of these books like, well, that's outside the canon. Well, the canon itself is an artificial construct that is found nowhere in Scripture. There is no proof text. It's a magical belief that was foisted upon us. The advantage goes to the Illuminati once again. Now, they, they had to count their losses, but they made a decision that they wanted to have a canon of Scripture. And that means it's primarily to their advantage. This is a very interesting subject. I never heard anybody talk about this. Yeah, the canon is from uh, the Illuminati, and God was working through that. He, he works through everything, okay? So 
you know, they're thinking of these non-canonical uh, works through that, um, you know, that uh, that mindset that God has determined uh, the canonical books. No, no, and no one can prove that. But I would say generally, you know, if you ignore the Apocrypha, it would be around 66 books. I, I've said before, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so what he's talking about is these non-canonical works like the book of Jasher. Now, there is a pseudo-Jasher. That's one of the first things you want to find out about, and that's a complete and utter forgery. But he's not talking about that. And so, okay, if you go to, like, Wikipedia, they will have a list of all these books in the Old Testament that it refers to, and it says nothing negative about them. And it just speaks about them. Um, you know, they exist, and uh, they're written records, and they're all gone, except for the Book of Jasher, because the Book of Jasher is actually mentioned. Well, we don't, we're not certain if the Book of Jasher that we have, which is not pseudo-Jasher, we don't have certainty that that's the same Jasher that they're talking about. Well, let's say that it is, okay? Um, you know who protects your Bible? Decade after decade, century after century, you know who protects your Bible? The Illuminati. Okay? They run the system, and that's the system that protects everything. Now, the reason they protect your Bible from corruption is because God is working through them. I know I've never heard anybody talk about this, and you know you haven't heard it either, but they don't understand how the system... These are people... These are people... These are people that are so simplistic, they think that everything that comes to Illuminati is bad. The, the, God, the international version is corrupted. There's all kinds of things that God is doing right now for, to protect us right through the Illuminati. All your health food stores are from the Illuminati. You want to have your health food stores taken away? The whole society is from the Illuminati. So God gives us good things through the powers that be. It's that, it's that simple, Okay. We shouldn't even have a Bible. The reason we have a Bible is because of the Illuminati, because God worked through the Illuminati to preserve the Bible. You know why? Because in the medieval era, we lost control of the text. The Bible was taken away from us. So how can we possibly preserve it? Well, we can't. Well, has anybody ever thought about that? No, because they all assumed that all of these people that were in positions of power were not the Illuminati. You see, in the medieval era... All these theologians and historians, they all believe there was no conspiracy, and these were well-intentioned Christians. You know, like in Rome. They, they, oh, they were bad. No, they, no, they, they weren't. They, they were all conspirators. There's no Illuminati in the bed. They, they sacrifice people. They, they, Channing, Channing, please do not switch from one extreme to the other. You've heard one middle position after another. I'm not trying to say they're either one. It's a middle position, obviously. They do both good and bad. People yeah. will not allow them to do anything good whatsoever. Oh, they're evil. They can't do anything good. That's crazy. They're the ones you – know, let me just take one example. The stock market. There's one simple basic reason why the stock hasn't, market hasn't collapsed. Illuminati. So you can thank them for that. Is anybody doing that? No. Do the YouTube uh, apologists do that? All they see is evil coming from Illuminati. Not even – I was just thinking the other day and laughing to myself that the devil does good things. Does you know the devil does good things for you, Johnny? See, you're you go. Oh no, Dave! No, 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 no. Mm. 
the devil don't do anything good for me. <clears throat> this is the infantile belief that only evil can come from Satan. Nothing good can come from Satan either, ever. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. He's Do all about to... giving us instant gratification. Well, this is based upon the magical belief that there's um, that Satan is a being of perfect, I guess you would say blackness, but actually everything in creation emits light. So you're, you're emitting light, but what kind of light are you emitting? He's emitting a murky, dark light, but it's still light. Everything is light. Everything is frequency. You either get it or you don't. And uh, there's no absence of light anywhere, period. It's never been proven, and it's impossible to prove anyway. If it, if it even existed, you couldn't prove it. Uh, the existence of the absence of light is an unprovable theory, and the reason is because everything that we know of emits light. It's been proven. Well, the, no, well, the ones that – what do you call that kind of uh, experiment where you take a picture of someone and it shows the their, their light uh, that they have they'll have you're, brighter light or weaker light and you're you talking that? about some kind of curling technology yeah <clears throat> okay yeah it's real simple or whatever you you just you just take a picture of someone and then you 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 can have, you send it through this program or okay, whatever right. or it doesn't, special matter camera. How e- doesn't matter how evil a person is uh, the photography will pick up light em- emanating from that individual. But and if a person is point. eating genetically modified organisms or produce, then their body will be all dark if they continually keep it up. Uh, no, because um, a plastic, any kind of plastic, is a diabolical substance. It's a perversion of nature. It's basically a, it's a chemical. It has nothing to do with nature. But guess what? It still emits a photographical light that is gray and murky. So that's I saw the, I saw I saw the test conducted. The lady she took it, a picture of someone. Just a second, Channing. There's no human beings that are 100% artificial. Even I will say that. So they have biological properties. Everything that's biological emits light. So it's really that simple. She took Doesn't a picture of the person's stomach that ate organic, and it was full of light, this picture. The person that ate or, uh, the GMO exactly. all the time, it exactly. was completely dark. There was no light. No, that's not true. There was no light. No, I think they're trying to sell something. There was Either no that, look, at, there's different kinds of technology. It may be a technology that's not sensitive enough to, to pick up this subtle light that's emerging from all things. Everything comes from the source, everything without exception, and the source is light. There's no such thing as the absence of light, like black. black Ramen noodle soup is the absence of light. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know what the color black is? It's It's the void of light, as the old saying goes, right? No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's light. It's a spectrum of light. That's what the color black is. Or uh, I forget how that goes. Yeah, a spectrum of light. It's a spectrum of light. Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black is the new pink. Or how's that go? Ah, uh, there's some propaganda about that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about a new uh, TV series. Oh no, no, like pink that. is the new black. <laughs> I thought it was orange is the new black. Wasn't it orange? Orange is the had... new black. Orange is the new black. Okay, I, I always thought it was pink is the new black. That. 
Uh, if that is the name of the show, that's a good example where they're using something that's profoundly esoteric because there's deep secrets about the color orange. It has to do with the second chakra and uh, what we call sexual energy. Very few people understand that. Because that, when they put the color orange in a movie, it typically has to do uh, with sex. But it's sex... Um, it's something, you know, it's subtle. It's not something that's jump out at you. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, yeah. The, the reason is, Channing, because the vast majority of people do not know this one simple fact. Okay? Um, what color do you use to represent sex? If they were to guess, they would be wrong. If they Pink. thought for a while, they would probably say a red. And then if that was wrong, they might start thinking, uh, hot pink? I mean, what else could it be? Well, it's orange. And it all has to do with this um, this energy vortex uh, that is between um, just above your genitals and below your navel that actually emits uh, an orange light that is photographable. That's what this is all based on. And you're, 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 there's a vortex at the base of your spine that is actually red. It goes from, this is all photographable, and it goes, it looks different in different people depending on how healthy they are. We're talking about a healthy person, so it goes from red to yellow, excuse me, orange, yellow, then green, which balances the colors out. That's why green has to do with healing. Anything has to do with balance, it communicates that right there. And then the vortex above that that has to do with the neck is blue, and then the the there's one over your um, between your eyes and your brow area and your forehead, which is people say different colors. Some say purple, and they say the next one is either indigo or white, depending on your different views. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but yeah, blue is associated with creativity, just like purple is identified with uh, you know intelligence or thinking or reading, or research. So what is this? What? what is this? I know what it is. It's something you're looking at online and you're commenting about it. And it probably has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Go ahead. Well, what is this black cube all about? What is that? It it it, it came through this portal in in Texas uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, as a- soon as they start talking about portals, that is a huge YouTube word. Shut shut it down. Uh, almost nothing good is going to come on. It's all speculative. You can't prove it anything. And it's just a, 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 largely a complete and utter waste of time. I'm not trying to say there's not portals, but they're all secret, and they're not going to tell you about them or the nature of them. It's all covered up. So people witness it, just like these, these smoke rings in the sky that they witnessed. How do they know it's a portal? Well, they saw this black cube come down, just like... That doesn't uh, prove anything. It could be a holographic projection to amuse the controllers. Well, and they think course, it's funny. Yeah. They think it's funny. What is, what is the, the origin of the black cube? What is that all about? Uh, that, that's, you, it would take some time to talk about that, to try to put it in context. It, it, it's not difficult to understand. Or, Does the Bible talk me, about the black cube? It's not easy to understand. It's not easy to understand. What? Is it biblical? Is it biblical? You cannot prove this quickly, but the geometric forms are created by God. Everything has geometric form. Uh, if it doesn't appear to, you have to make it bigger or smaller 
everything's connected and everything has to do with geometric forms and numbers. So, yeah, everything, you know, for instance, um, when you break down creation, uh, the major components of uh, creation is the carbon, right? Well, all carbon is a tetrahedron. They don't want you to know that either. Well, there again, you got energy shapes. A tetrahedron is a three-sided pyramid. It has properties that are similar to a, a regular pyramid, and but the energy signature is, is, is similar. So carbon is attracting cosmic energy. And that explains some of the things that's going on in the soil because there's an alchemical process there. It's all very complex. We can't even figure it out, by the way. How come there's only one crystal pyramid in the world, and that's over in the Bermuda Triangle? (laughs) They're lying to you about what's underwater. They just manufacture stories. The same thing in the Bermuda Triangle. Why are the ships disappearing? Why are they doing that? Uh, It's complex. I'm not absolutely certain. You're talking about the Devil's Triangle, uh, which is supposed to be a parallel area to the the Bermuda Triangle. It's off the coast of Japan. That's called the Devil's Triangle. Why do they call it the Devil's Triangle? uh, There's there's too many... um, potential causes of these anomalies. We don't have enough information. That's my view. The Philadelphia I, Project. Look, I used to be so ignorant. I used to believe there was an Atlantean pyramid under the water that had a crystal that was eventually stolen, and it was emitting all this um, energy uh, that was affecting boats and planes and creating these uh, anomalies where things would disappear and blah, blah, blah. It's all based on an Atlantean crystal. I used to be so ignorant, I used to believe that. The Philadelphia Project. It's a bunch of garbage. The Philadelphia Project is just like anything else. They are never going to tell you any significant truth, and it's virtually impossible for you to get to the truth because they're sitting on the truth and they're not going to give it to you. So you can speculate to your blue in the face about the Philadelphia Project. You're never going to figure out what was going on there. Never. Because they're not going to tell you. You're not going to be able to figure it out by itself. You weren't there. You don't even know if there was a Philadelphia uh, experiment. They made a movie about it. It was complete joke. Unsolved Mysteries talked about it. Unsolved Mysteries. Well, Unsolved Mysteries is propaganda, obviously. It's on the controlled media, right? The controlled media is not there to educate you. It's there to put you down on the farm and keep you there. Right? They're not there to help you. So. But they will titillate you along the way and feed your ego. And they want you to believe that you can figure out things quickly. And, and, and actually, without only hearing one opinion, one version of the story, oh, you can figure that out. You know that's true. you got deep intuition that other people in your neighbor don't, neighborhood don't have. Oh, yeah. You can figure it out. They... they they feed your ego. Everybody wants to believe that they can figure it out, right? How many people talk about what I talk about that you cannot figure it out, period? It's completely well, you, over you your head. You can't figure completely it out. That's why it's, called, that's why it's called networking. you got to network. you got to network with people. No, you could have a community working 24-7 around the clock. Unless you are able to get to the essential esoteric components behind what's going on, you sit in darkness day after day. You're not going to be able to figure it out. Now, what they got, they got you, you have, got the with, and the you have to start with the essential fact that the Illuminati is sitting upon certain truths that's virtually impossible for anybody outside the Illuminati or privileged to figure out. 
They have to be some things like that. Okay, so now we know there's some things we can't figure out. Is that what they talk about on YouTube? They always talk about why you can figure everything out. You, no, you can't. Everybody's stuck saying. in a web. Everybody's stuck in a web. It's called the World Wide Web. The, the, the web. We're stuck in the spider's web. Just the, the owls versus the spiders. No, no spiders allowed. No owls allowed. You know, and then they got the owls. They put in. That's a big thing right now. It's a big cultic thing or whatever. Every every season or something like that, they got something new for the children or whatever, and 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 for parents to buy their their babies and stuff, whatever. Now the big thing is owls. This owls that owls this. You know, owls PJs. You know, it's. It's it's so weird because you got the secret societies for the owls versus the spiders or whatever, and then you got the World Wide Web, you know. Well, we talked about that before. How it relates to the goddess, and there's a web out there that, that relates to her, and they represent her as a as a black widow, and she has her spider and web. And uh, it, it, I have to explain that for a while and make any sense out of it. I've done it before. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Okay. We're just going to keep right on going, and uh, it's been long enough, so. Okay. Okay, thanks, guys, for stopping by and uh, checking this out. Take care. Goodbye.